This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Before we get to the brain dead co-founder, Kyle Ng, Lawrence, keep those motherfucking lights on. Strong Fitz and Blackstock and Weber are pleased to present their inaugural collaboration, The Only Loafers That Matter. That's fucking trademarked. Pre-order opens today, 12.15 at 11 a.m. EST for the Benchmade. Storm-welted, Goodyear-constructed loafers that are made in a fourth-generation Northampton, UK factory, topped off with a trio of Tuscan suede. That's, count it, moss green suede on the body. Count it, spicy mustard Newbook vamp. Count it! Waxed, snuff, suede, saddle, count it! The boys made a snuff loafer. All finished off with a polished brass horse bit made in Japan, the motherland. Nippon, baby. This damn thing should have its own fucking passport, okay? The only loafers that matter will be available for sale exclusively via a 72-hour pre-order. So that window opens today, 12.15 at 11 a.m. EST. The link is right in the show descriptions. Right, click that, and then that window slams shut on twelve seventeen. And if you want to type in the URL yourself, it's blackstockandweber.com slash product slash throwing batch fits. Okay, the loafer costs two hundred ninety five dollars with free shipping for all deliveries in the continental United States, and you can expect delivery first week of March twenty twenty one. And if it's not the first week, it's going to be the second week. Okay, it's it's early March twenty twenty one. Okay, so when you're leaving your house. To get this fucking vaccine shot directly into your fucking dick hole, you're going to be vagina hole or vagina hole um, or whatever it is, you know, that that you happen to have. But you're going to be wearing these loafers and you're going to be looking fucking fantastic. Blackstock and Weber recommends sizing down a half size. So for all you fucking babies listening, that means if you wear a 10, order a 9.5. Okay, size down a half size. Throwing fits times Blackstock and Weber. A better way to loaf, bitch. Chef, start the motherfucking app up. Throw gang, we are joined by the graphic god, the cranial king, the cerebral sultan, the toppy ain't sloppy because the brain dead, the baron of bouldering, Poseidon of the LA River, Malige of Magic the Gathering, lead singer of the Stokes, the head honcho of horror, star of the gritty reboot of Revenge of the Nerds. He goes hard in the motherfucking paintball, co-founder of Brain Dead, Kyle Ng. What's up, Kyle? I thought we had cool audience applause at that, but it was kind of like, oh, like ooh, yeah. we'll do that in post. Ooh. Really, like everyone's just like quiet. <laughs> yeah. So normally people get super hyped that, uh, with that intro, but what you're saying is it was actually disappointing because we didn't it's pump in any crowd it noise. You feel like no one really cared, but it's all good. Thank <laughs> you. Well, this is just a pot. This we're potting for one. We're potting yeah. just for your approval. Sure. Uh, in Lawrence's case, free brain dead. Yeah, <laughs> more more free brain dead. <laughs> I actually paid you guys to be on this podcast. Like, yes, that's got, true. Uh, I actually sponsorship. Like I'm like, yo, dude, you got to put me on get one post, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, if in case the the FCC is paying attention, Kyle did in fact pay this entire podcast is hashtag ad sponsored yeah, content. Brain dead partners. So let's, let's get hashtag that out. Of the- Kayaki. I had to do it for Gayaki. <laughs> 
Uh, Kyle, the first thing that we want to do, we're happy to have you. I think the 18 million listeners are going to be very stoked. But the first thing is we want to do a fit check where you walk the audience at home through the totality of your outfit. The choice for you, sir, is do you want to start top down or bottom up? I, I'm going to go top up. Top up, <laughs> top up, bro. What a, you're a disruptor, dude. Top up, top up. Yeah, hat done. <laughs> Heaven, baby. God, God, wow. My this is space. this is truly your podcast. You paid Hat, for it. Elon Musk space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Who makes the hat? Who makes the hat? Brain dead. APC pink hat. Mm, really? Said. Yeah. APC man. Uh, do, does it bother you that Jean Tui Tui has been racist towards Asians in the past? Um, no. And you know, it's funny talking to him because when you actually meet him, right, it's like totally he's just the most un PC guy ever. Sure. And like just like such an anarchist and crazy man that you kind of understand it. He's friends. And not to like try to like validate him because he's no, but he's just like, it's really funny hearing him talk about it because like in any other world, you're like, dude, it's super fucked up. But the <laughs> like, I don't know, man. They just don't get my humor. Like, like dude. Wow. So, like, so he's like throwing fits in that regard. Damn. Maybe yeah. we need to, we might need to. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Dance. I mean, over quarantine, he would send me like goofy ass, weird, um, like voice memos of him playing guitar of these like rock and roll songs. It's incredible. Like, he's amazing. Does, he's, he, like, play, does he play drums? Guy. No, he plays guitar. Yeah, he just sent me drum solos. He's just yeah. like, oh, I got a sick jazz chop I got set up. Yeah. No, he, he plays guitar really well. And he would send me, he'd just like, eh, hello, Kyle. I hope your quarantine is great. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that accent is, but he's like, I that sounds French Tunisian. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Record the uh, uh, guitar with my cell phone, but here we go. <laughs> and he's like, like, yeah, that was my foot playing record. And and then his voice just turns into Lou Reed. It's insane. Like, oh, he's like, not just shredding. He's like legit performing for you. It's like Ozzy Osbourne when he's just like seen out to like <laughs> metal God. It's like okay. that's like Jean to like, you know, fucking Lou Reed. That's okay. like, <laughs> all right, good to know. All right, so the hat is APC, and I guess we'll just work our way down. That oh. is APC. Yeah, APSE. And then the shades. I guess also this makes you a cop. Uh, that's a bit yeah. on the show. Anyone who starts top down, you're a police officer. So. I'm a narc, bro. Yeah. So APC, then Oakley's. Okay. Oakley Speeds shades. I went blading earlier today, so I'm kind of grimy right now. I'm all about blading now. You're, all, uh, you can, you're, you're sweating through the Zoom. We can, we can, we can smell yeah, you. I'm wearing a... What does it say? Fear nothing gear t-shirt and has this dude rollerblading on the back. Like what's nerdier than like wearing the activity you're doing? Sure. Like, I remember like my grandma would buy me like a, like a polar fleece vest and it just have like a skateboarder on it. And it said Kyle was like an embroidered skateboarder. <laughs> and she's like, yo, this is fire. Like I know. You. I mean, she didn't say fire. She was just like, this is neat, right? fire. Like in some Chinese. So accent. neat. Like, <laughs> oh, fire skateboard. Is <laughs> like, yeah, that Jean Tui Kyle, I got it in Boydad. Your Jean Tui Tui impression is incredible. Yeah, exactly. I have a Magic the Gathering jacket with a dragon on it. It's a brain dead. That's the, that's the newest, that's the latest drop. collab, right? Yeah. Latest drop. And then um, my homies at Supreme down the street gave me a gift of these uh, Supreme chinos with studs on it. And You're on Supreme Flow Team. Yeah, I, I ride rollerblades for Supreme. <laughs> right, You're like right. a, I'm a professional you, rollerblader for Supreme. Have you ever aware <laughs> of the Dipset inline skating team, Dipskate? Dipskate yeah. was fire, dude. 
People forget. I mean, dude, Jim Jones, dude. It was like his the, cousin, right, or some shit. Yeah, it was his cousin. I got the I got the triple XL dipskate tee in the archives. If you ever want to on on uh, make me an offer, you got you got that clip of Jim Jones like, yo, I think I'm gonna buy myself some rollerblades, and like that just opened the gate for all those dudes. I don't think he like. I think Jim Jones said that once, and then like he didn't even know he had a team. They just all those guys oh, were like, sure. "Yo, yo, it's all good, bro." Dipskate, they all had chains and shit. And Jim, Jim Jones was like, "I don't even know you guys." Right, right. Fuck You're friends you? with my cousin, I think. Maybe yeah. I met you at a cookout one time. Told me weed at some point, and then like, <laughs> yeah, right. gave me this chain by accident, or did I even give you the chain? Like, as the yeah. captain, as the captain of the Supreme Inline Skate Team, is there a world where we see Brain Dead X Supreme? Oh. Only on rollerblades, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, exclusive. <laughs> just hardware, kind of, just the hardware. What kind, of, what kind of blades do you ride? I'm just curious. What is your I ride the company them, dude. Um, I decided over quarantine, like, blades was the way. Because, like, <laughs> I remember doing it a long time ago when I was, Good like, I was, the way of the blade. I was pretty <laughs> fit back in the day. I had, like, a six-pack. And as I got chubbier and fatter, I'm like, wait, that's because I was skateboarding. I was just doing slappies. And I was like, dude, I'm going to get the cardio in. I'm going to go hard. It just felt like future looking like i looked at the oakley's i looked at the blades online i'm like dude the the combination the holy trinity was happening is there a way is there a way lawrence and i can get on them flow team because we actually um have some blades in storage that we were going to use for a photo shoot with the homies of bonobos but it never worked out Right. So now they're just sitting on ice. So basically, Kyle, we have this concept. The next time that James and I do do a photo shoot, whether it's for press or, you know, a product or maybe even editorial, if any kind of glossy mags want to bang our line, we have blades from Amazon.com on ice ready to be broken out and used, but they're definitely not as cool as them blades. So we need them to is sick, dude. Them is really cool. I mean, I, I DM John Julio, who was like a Bay Area legend back in the day that I remembered. And he was like, yo, sick. We met up and we skated together, which is like really intimidating. But it was super fun. The funniest part is when I got the skates in the mail, I like went up to the white ledges that are like the famous white ledges that like Dylan Reader fucking tail slid. Okay. And I'm like, I got this, dude. I fucking got it. And I just like pulled my fucking hamstring. It was like, <laughs> for, like two months trying to do it. I'm like, eight shit. I'm like, fuck. And like, it was, it was fucked up. Are you normally like, do you normally shred or are you like, you know, a, a novice enthusiast more than anything? I mean, I would say I'm like a mediocre shredder. Like I could okay. definitely shred, but not like, you know, pro, like I'm skating with the pro, like, I mean, blading pro is pretty crazy because it's so niche and underground. And like, I just skate with all of them now. And it's really cool because they're super supportive. I mean, I think just like the idea of you're on blades, there's like 10 people in the world that do it now, which is right kind of the most punk rock shit ever. Are there more bladers or uh, professional soap shoes guys? What do you say? I probably know more people who've soaked than blading. What about Heelys? <laughs> I mean, it's kind right. of the, it's kind of the in between of the two equal. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's kind of funny though. Cause when I started posting the clips, like mad dudes came out of the woodwork, like my homie Dom, who's in Mount Kimby. He's like, yo, let's fucking skate. Like we've never <laughs> talked, but like, let's fucking go. I live in LA. What, what do we got? Do you think there's an embarrassment to some degree where like, why people are like, why would people keep that, that close to the vest? Are they ashamed? What do you say? Or? I think back in the day when like skateboarders used to call like bladers, fruit booters or fags, it was just like, everyone's like, dude, I'm not a fag. I'm so scared that people want to think I'm gay. And now right. it's like cool to be gay. So I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Like, right. And I get into more now. It's like, who gives a shit what people think? And right. it's funny now because it's like a reset because I think the it looks great sick. reset. I think it looks sick and I think it's fun. And it's just like, dude, 
every kid you see at the park is like, oh, that's sick. Like, everyone's like, that's kind of awesome. And people don't even know what rollerblading was. So it's just like, you bring out this weird futuristic shred tool. And they're like, (laughs) dude, what is that? Like, you can ride, like, eight wheels, not four. Yeah, you gotta get into boogie. You gotta get into a. You gotta get into dick dragginess. You gotta boogie board instead of surf. I'm down, dude. I know I got the surf mat, dude. I'm just fucking riding the surf mat. Hell yeah! (laughs) You're like it's like Doc Brown and Back to the Future, right? Like the crazy old guy at the park, and it's like, yeah, what is this futuristic shredding technology? I wanted where we're going. We don't need well. We need roads, paved roads. Actually, yeah, you get the you get the 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 riff. Yeah, I mean the thing is just tools for the shred, right? Like I'll skateboard, I'll blade. Give me anything, dude. I'm gonna rip. You're agnostic. You're shred agnostic. You just want it. You just it is shredding is a lifestyle. How it happens. The ends the ends justify the means. You're Machiavellian with the shred. I mean, I just think about like if I. I'm listening to a 311 song or like a Limp Bizkit track. Like, what am I going to be doing? Like, I'm not going to sit here and just be online looking at clothes or fucking whatever or Instagram. I need to shred, bro. Sure. I need to fucking crush this shit. And <laughs> are you, you know, wearing? It's like I'm hitting the Gayaki mates like four times a day. I got the energy. I need to exert it. What is right. it? It's going to be a blade. I'm going to skateboard it the same day. I'm going to hit the snow at Big Bear. Then I'm going to go paintballing. And then I'm going to go fishing right after to cool. It's a cool down. It's a cool down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you wearing your uh, skates right now? Yeah, what's on the... What, oh, yeah. What are the, then the on the feeds? ground, I got clogs, but I was on the blades. Can we see the clogs? Can you hold them up? Can we see what you're working with? Yeah, bro. The brain dead clogs, dude, with the Vibram sole. Oh, very fucking spicy. I like that. Damn, those are fire. What socks do you wear with those? Just... Nike socks. Okay. And the panties? Fire. Yeah. What are your, huh? What's your underwear? Um, I think they're, I think they're Hanes. Hanes. Boxer, boxer briefs? Boxers. Boxers. I'm a boxer. What, box, what's the jersey one? Boxer briefs? What's jersey? What, what do you mean? Like the jersey the, one. The, the, the jersey one. Yeah. Are they tight or are they loose? Yeah. No, do I don't cradle your dick and balls or? Banana cabanas. The banana pods. That's boxer briefs. Yeah. I wear them looser. Okay. Yeah. Oh. With the, okay. Because Hanes has a loose ball fit. Yeah, it's a little. It's the hang. It's the dangle ones. All right, so it's kind of like a hybrid. Okay, all right. Respect, dude. That's a complete fit check. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you, dude. All right, Kyle. uh, On to the meat and potatoes of the podcast. I think you're aware of this. The three main subjects of throwing fits. The only podcast that matters are money, ka-ching, meats and cheeks, sucking and fucking, and most importantly, Mm -hmm. Jimmy and Larry ourselves. Goddamn um, motherfucking boys. So let's start with ourselves. So Lawrence and I, we are at our very core, just filthy grease goblins who thrive in the filth. You, on the other hand, I mean, you kind of just, just described it like you are 24-7, 365 in possession of the stoke. 1,000%. The Kyle Ing mentality is just next level. If we start subscribing to your like philosophy and perspective and outlook on life, will TF start operating at like the the upper echelon tier level that brain dead is currently uh, maneuvering on like it's a whole different plane of existence it's a mindset dude. dude it's about a zone it's about a level of mental exercise and um shredness that has to be um studied and you, know, you need to meditate over it and you need to go do the inland empire and experience it and um mixing different energy drinks whether they're oh, right monster like, red bull and then Java. Gayaki. yeah right. Java combo 
Wait, so like Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises, you live in the zone all the time. That's like, that's your cruising altitude. Always. Always. Are you ever like, because you're, you're constantly um, like finding new hobbies, finding new scenes to explore. Do you ever, are you ever just like, yo, I'm going to just chill. I'm going to just veg out on the couch and like fucking watch like eight episodes yeah. of Succession. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is that like, not really. And I like, I get really bored. I'm not bored really easily, but like, even if I'm not doing that, I feel like I need to be doing some form of activity or like I'm like on YouTube watching the activity like a fucking 10 year old. And that makes you feel guilty. That like makes you kind of question. Yeah, I never veg out. That's it. Like I can't. And um, like I don't smoke weed, so I don't have that like, ch- like tune down or chill mode. Like I think I'm always on it. Like always like, fuck, I got to go. Tweaking. It would be like, I'm, I, I would paintballed and then I'll go climbing at like Stony Point. Like, and it's pretty hectic, but it just feels right. Like it feels right. like, oh, whatever. If I have any ounce of energy, I'll do it. You're the CEO of Bad Boy Records. Can't stop, won't stop. I mean, look yeah, at like, just right. like what Braindead has done That's in the last year, right? You've, you've opened new stores. You're fucking dropping mind-melting collabs every week. You, you started a Braindead movie theater. Yeah. You raised half a mil and counting for charity. I uh, collab with Magic the Gathering, which was fucking out of left field. Like, do you ever get burnt out, or do you do you just are you always going to be fucking operating at this level? Is that what the energy drinks are for? <laughs> That's definitely what the Gayaki is about. Um, no, I think the thing about it is just like if you. This sounds so corny, but it's like if you love what you do. No, I'm saying like if you <laughs> enjoy, like if it's about like your lifestyle, it's just the most sincere shit. It's like you know, like if you're really into stuff, you're going to want to involve that into your career or whatever you're right. making right so it's like if i'm like yo i've been playing a lot of fucking magic with the homies what if we made magic shit it's just like done cool like okay that right. makes you not feel like you're wasting your time and then like you, do you, just d- you just dm like at magic the gathering you're like yo <laughs> hit up some yeah, internet build social media I, I find them on only fans dude i, I send them <laughs> coins and then they come back with like you tip well yeah <laughs> wait how's, so your only since- fan, how's your only fans tipping game um I don't really know how it works. Oh, you know, a funny thing is I found one of my ex-girlfriends on this porn site and I found out she's a porn star. So I I logged in trying to find her and like, I found it through like a subreddit somehow. Someone told me about this. So I find it in this Reddit and then I find she's on like Scoreland. I don't know what it's called, but then I like, I pay for it because I'm like, I got to see this shit. This is hilarious. You didn't want to just tap into the spank bank. You had to, you had to see it with your own two eyes. $40 to it. But then I find out, you had to pay another premium. So end of the day, I ended up paying like a hundred dollars to watch this like softcore porn where she doesn't even fuck any dudes. And <laughs> this is your like, ex-girlfriend too. She's just like, I'm, part a, like I'm a cum slut or some shit. Like <laughs> and she just says that it's like, Ugh, and nothing happens. I'm like, dude, I just made a hundred dollars. You supported sex so work. Yeah. You supported life. a sex worker, which is great. But all, back to your sincerity in, in, in all that you do. Is that your superpower? Would you say like the fact that you like this, this sincere level of stoke as James keeps calling it? Like, is that, do you think yeah, that's your superpower? Definitely. The energy's there, dude. We're ready. Whatever We're ready. it is. We're ready. Respect. I mean, I kind of, I, I named a few accomplishments, but like, you know, I, I think brain dead is an anomaly in that in a year where everyone kind of like, had to figure out or navigate these unprecedented times. You guys Ourselves are doing fucking crazy well. But if you had to, if you had to look back on this horseshit year, which was a banner year for Brain Dead, like what was the one uh, thing that the brand did that you're most proud of? 
I mean, the most proud of, I think it's just like more like I'm pumped on the team. Like, I think, I think I'm like a crazy person, like super scatterbrained and just like, fuck it. Like whatever, dude, like whatever we got to do. And the fact that the team could kind of like roll with that and just kind of like try to manage it, it's kind of chaos. They're like, all right, uh, Kyle says we have to collab with Magic the Gathering. Who knows? Where's the homie Magic? (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think that's what I'm most proud of, which is like the squad just like doing this. And I think it's more just like, I'll come up with some like weird, like sketchy concept to be like, oh, dude, let's rethink this whole business. Like, what is the point of what's going to happen now? Right. Or like, how do we constantly push it where it's shit that's like so could fuck us up, but then let's try to go over the top. Like Wait, that's so what is it working for you like being an employee at Jurassic Park where like you can't control the forces of nature, you can only hope to like contain it? Like is I mean, it- probably it's pretty Jurassic Park at the end, like everyone survives, but <laughs> well, with Matt, not everyone. Yeah, not and not everyone, by not the way. Newman. I don't know what version you saw. Yeah. Or maybe I feel like Mr. Magoo, where I'm just totally blind to everything that's happening. Like I'm like falling on a cliff, but then there's like some a board just like under you, just like, sure, you're like right. Mr. Bean. You're like Mr. Bean. Yeah, low key. Yeah, Mr. Bean. Bean. The, brand, the brand is Mr. Bean. You're like, off of Bean. I, I mean, we we see all the wins, but like, has there been any time where you've like been like, no, we have to do this for the and the brand and it did backfire where the brand it did like uh set the brand back or or has it just been all W's for the for Brain dead, I, mean, all I don't think there really been is a there hasn't really been a setback. I mean, well, besides coming I, on the pod, yeah. Now this is the end of it. Um, <laughs> I think the main thing is, yeah, there really hasn't been a setback. I think the thing is, like, if you just don't really think about it and take yourself seriously and like not really question, like, is this the right move or like, oh, dude, like, like phase one is this, phase two, you know, what I mean, or where some bullshit. It's like nothing's wrong because there is no right or wrong. There is no like goals we don't have goals achieved it's just like how do we push what we do to the next level like i think that's the thing it's like what is the craziest thing we can do could we try it and like that's the whole thing that we have is like how fast can we make things how fast can we do the the most extreme thing like like right now it's like we have this movie theater and it's based off this idea of like what are the things in la if it left and it was gone would we be super bummed if we didn't have it Brunch. right during covid right and the whole thing is it's like movies like this theater that we're at right now is like groundbreaking for us like this is where i learned about art house cinema this is where i spent a lot of my times meeting cool people and it was going to go under potentially and we're like dude the main thing we want to do is support this culture and people around and also offer a place for younger kids to expose themselves to great film and cult and food and we're going to have like lectures and talks and music and store and, you know, ticket sales are not like movie industry, like selling tickets to a theater is dead. It's gone. But like, what if you know, we Warner make Bros. enough money? Yeah. What if we make money off of, you know, our clothes and that could basically fund a movie theater. Like that's the future. Right. Sure. And I think that's what we're trying to do is always like think of things like really abstractly or conceptually like oh what would how would a movie theater survive in the next phase of movies what's your what's your ultimate double feature to show if you had to i'm putting you on the spot do we ask hard big questions only that's opening night yeah what's the double day and night and uh, you're doing the program just kyle it's like kyle movie night what's the double i mean it's a genre it's by genre okay 
Do you well, have a horror? Horror is your favorite. Horror right? is your favorite genre, right? Not even like maybe like psychedelic science fiction shit. Okay. <laughs> so I, mean, what I would I would do like I mean I really like this would be kind of great. I mean I love Alien and I love Alien Resurrection. Which Ooh. Upon one, right. but I like that combo because one was done by the dude who did Amelie, and I think that movie's genius. But everyone hated it. But I think people need to revisit it. That's Resurrection you're talking about, right? Yeah, Resurrection's fin- incredible. Fincher did the third one. James Cameron did the second one. And Ridley Scott did the first one. And then the guy from... Yeah, David Fincher's is dog shit. Like, literally dog shit. Like, <laughs> he hates I'm it, like, too. Oh, I'm going to go back to it. This is fire. Yeah. Like, this is- go to Weiner. Go tell Fincher that. Yeah, yeah right. Fincher, yeah, he needs help. Wait, real quick, Kyle, I want to talk about, you talked about like moving fast and, and the speed at which Braindead tries to do cool stuff. Have you Have you ever felt the need to like... Like, does the speed ever affect the quality? Uh, like, obviously, you want to do both these things. You want to move fast, and you want to, you know, move with a high level of, of integrity. But do you ever have to sacrifice one for the other because of, like, how fast you would like to move? Honestly, not really. I think, honestly, sometimes, like, the more you think about it, the more you're like, oh, we got to get this dialed. Like, you know when people, like, <laughs> like, I always say, like, it just becomes more expensive, if anything, for yourself to make it. But usually, it's more quality. Like, I think the person who can move fast usually has it dialed for the most part. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I feel like sometimes when we, I feel the, I personally feel the best when I feel stress or feel like I'm trying to push it to the next level. And, um, you know, it's like, you're so exhausted by trying to like do something at the most extreme form that, you're like, wow, that was really gratifying. You did, you, did you learn? Cause like, uh, obviously like you only have the experience, your own experiences, but it sounds like this summer um, during like the, you know, social unrest and BLM, you guys were trying to do shit and it felt like you ran into a bunch of uh, obstacles and walls and hurdles where people are like, yo, yo, slow down, slow down, Kyle. Like this, does this fit into the brand strategy here? Not, I'm not talking about the brain dead homies. I'm talking about like third party people, and you're just like, yo, fuck you guys. I'm going to link up with my guy, Dev Hines. But was this, did this kind of put into relief how fast Brain Dead moves? Yeah, I think it was more kind of just like, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not even trying to shit on other brands of the people I talked to about doing this, doing collaborations for this project to raise money. But I think a lot of people do work on the idea of like, like being self-conscious. Where like, oh, I don't know like how people are going to perceive me. Like, I don't know if this is the right thing because it's like a sensitive topic. topic. But like, I know I'm not racist. I know that I'm like really angry at this shit. I know like there's fucked up shit with police. So let's do something. Like, I don't understand like, you know, action is just like how you feel. It's just like, I'm going to do what I feel at the moment. And there's not going to be anyone to stop me. And if I feel a good thing, like, oh, dude, what if we did this with this brand and we raise all this money? Like, that should be a no brainer. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's just like, yo, this is a no brainer. Let's do it. Like, it's not trusting your gut, right? Like, it, yeah, off like. Rip. I don't care if people are like, oh, dude, like, I don't get, like, why, you know, like, dude, you you can't speak for this. Or, like, oh, dude, I'm not sure if that's the right thing. Or, like, oh, we're unfollowing you, dude, because, like, you know, like, you guys are just, like, PC or whatever. It's like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to be with you guys. Like, right. fuck you guys. Like, Welcome. I don't really care. Yeah, like, we people the same are way. so sensitive about, like, like, is anyone, like, you know, like, people, like, write stuff on Instagram, like, oh, I don't like this. This is whack. And they're like, Oh, dude, yeah, fuck those guys, man. For saying, I'm like, dude, I don't care what these people think. Like, you see, you should like, see the, you should see this email this one kid sent me for blocking his ass because he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's insane. And end of the day, it's all good, dude. Like, I love people who support. If you don't support, us, it's all good too, man. Like, but 
you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I really just don't care. Like, yeah, I, and, and look at the results. Like the Dev Hines collab yeah. raised half a million dollars, right? Which was as seemed like uh, two, just two guy, two homies just linking up. Um, obviously that collaboration like stood out just for the impact it had, but was there another collab? And cause you guys do collabs all the time in 2020 that stands out to you as maybe your favorite of the year. Yeah. Or is that like picking done children? So many projects. I mean, the thing about the collabs, I think a lot of brands use collabs as like, these are like collaborations, but like almost 90% of our product is a form of collab, which is just built into our nature of our business, which is that branded as more of a concept. Right. So right. like, I look at like making stories, right? Like when you make a film, you're collaborating with like a director, a cinematographer. It's, it's like the final product is what it is. And that's what brand it is. It's not just me. It's not my partner. It's really this concept of like, this is its own identity. And that's why hopefully it feels authentic is because we're just curating it as though it was a person with tastes in food, art, culture, music, whatever. And we're building, we're sculpting the body, right? And that's why like, it's like, oh, what do they have in their house? What's the, you know, what kind of products do they need? Who do they climb with? I think, right. I mean, if we're going to think of something, I think, what I really loved this year was the shit that was like, look, let's go into activities. Let's talk about activities. Cause a lot of people are getting fucking lazy hmm. and like, you know, like whatever, like clothing is cool. Like, you know, menswear is cool and all that. But like at the end of the day, I feel like you need to be doing an activity. And that was like why skateboarding was so cool. Right. And like why streetwear was even cool was like, you know, my friend Oliver Payne is like, dude, I don't get these kids in line. Like, go fuck someone, go try to get fucked or like go <laughs> take some drugs or do graffiti or like skateboard somewhere. Or like, you know, go make music. But like at the end of the day, if you're just like buying shit to buy it, it's like, I don't, sure. that's a culture, I guess. But like, you know, we don't need like junior stockbrokers. In the Stasis world. is the enemy is what you're saying. And well, that kind and of complacency consumer, that, well, this is late stage capitalism. Dog. Consumerism, you know consumerism yeah. can't be its own culture. Like transacting right. exactly. like, transactions isn't fucking culture. Yeah. Copping can't be the activity. And I know this is rich coming from James and myself, the co-hosts of throwing fix <laughs> a podcast about copping shit. But I think that is true. And we try to like get that across. Yo. Like, you know, I took Lawrence. I took Lawrence rock climbing for his first session Bye, ever, dude. and he fell in love with it. And he's like, I got "Yo, a couple fucking flappers and shit. It was good." But that's the thing is, like, you know, whatever. Like, dude, like, we just want to show different worlds and cultures that, like, we love, like climbing. It's like, dude, making an evolved climbing shoe is was my dream. Is to make mm. a climbing shoe. It's like, dude, what if that happened? And then be able to work with, like, like working with Ashima Shirashi, like the best woman climber in the Go. world, like. Yeah, the Her best dad, goat. Yeah, it's like just doing the North Face collaboration was like, oh my god, this yeah. is whatever. But that's one thing, right? That's like very like surface level. Like, dude, she's all my thing. This is like taking a photo with someone. Like, yo, we're cool, right? I'm <laughs> like, but what if we made a shoe and that was her shoe? And like, what if a brand like us could bring exposure for our consumer into climbing, right? And like, what if we could create bring aesthetic, our aesthetic to that world? But what if we had one of the best climbers climbing in that shoe all the time? And then moving forward, what if we created an organization where then we gave back to underprivileged kids to be able to have access to climbing? So it's not only are we then interacting with the sport, but we become hopefully helping the activity and making it better, yeah, right? A vessel, a vessel through which to push the, the activity in the community forward. Yeah, it's like the rollerblading thing. It's like skateboarding is already cool. Like everyone knows, I mean, it's fucking like, Nigel Houston's getting paid millions of dollars, you know, like to wear a monster energy drink hat. And like, for me, it's like, dude, 
rollerblading, no one gets paid. So like the pros are doing shit, they're not paid. It's like, how cool would it be to like, just take it for the team and just be like, yo, what if we did roll? What if we could figure out how to make rollerblading cool? Like we're making it like interesting and expose it to a new community who's like, whoa, that is kind of fire. And like, you know, you know, some people be like, oh yeah, tech shoes are cool. Or like, you know, like Demna makes trail running shoes cool or whatever. And it's like, that's so, I mean, it's cool. And I, you know, everyone loves it, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's just fashion. It's not authentic. No, it, it is authentic to him because that's his world. But I'm just saying it's fashion, right? Like it's pushing aesthetics. But mm. what I'm more interested in is like, what if we can help push like movements of activities or like interests and hobbies? Like, that's what I like. It's like, you know, fashion's cool. Like my style or what we make apparel wise is just the style of a lifestyle. The way like, you know, streetwear is that for skateboarding or music or whatever. We're trying to make clothes for that, but the clothes are secondary to like pushing movements of like, whether it's skateboarding or magic, the gathering or eating good food or cooking or like whatever that is movie, you know, like studying film, like that's where we want to be at. And I think that's, you know, like making it harder and harder and challenging ourselves to like really dive deep into these subcultures and worlds. Like, Let's make a rollerblade. Let's make a skate. Yeah. That'd be admirable. This is why people fuck with you, dude. This is like an admirable. Yeah. Ethos, you I, know? And, and Kyle, like, I love the positivity, but what is life if not a thing of balance? So let's get negative for a second. <laughs> what was the collaboration in 2020 that, uh, in your opinion, bricked the hardest? Bricked the hardest? That didn't yeah. hit. What didn't hit? Whether I mean that, and that's your way of of, of defining it. Whether it was monetarily, yeah. whether it was just the final product, you're like, I'm not actually feeling this. Whether it just didn't fucking resonate, but maybe it did make money. That's a good question. Let me get back to. I'll definitely think about that. I mean, I right, how about this? I love all the collaborations. Not to be like lame, but it's like I loved all the collaborations. I think the main thing was like, I love the North Face product we launched, but I think it was un. I, not happy the fact that we couldn't do any like physical events around it mm, so because of COVID? Loved, to me it was like asking better product than the first round but i felt like because of covid like it was all about the experience so it's like right. the first round we had like the band drug dealer to play at dover street and we had this huge installation and videos and then you know this round it was just like okay there's no marketing budget there's nothing right which is fine like i under- totally understand it but it's more just like we can't do an event like we can't do whatever and that's a bummer. It's a missed like, opportunity. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, it's like it's product to me. It's like cool, sell out or sell whatever. Right. But like I'm not that interested in products. Like right. I'm interested <laughs> in these like experiences within that world. Like I could see one of my favorite bands perform, and then I could see people there interacting with it. And yes, they're getting the goods, but the goods are just supporting what we can do with content. You know what I'm saying? Or like, or not content, but like an experience. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you have a, a dream collaboration just like on your wish list that, you know, hopefully one day does happen? Like, do you want to just say it right now and manifest it? Dyson. Yeah. Dyson. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Can you talk to us about what a potential, I don't know if you want to give the sauce away, but do you want to engineer a, va- a new vacuum from scratch? Or, or is it a, or is it a, a hairdryer? Is it an air? If Dyson fucks with us, I'm just psyched. Like I have so much, I mean, I have Dyson. I have like a heater on me. That's a Dyson. And then I'm purifying the air from the heater with a Dyson. So it's a <laughs> tunnel at yeah. me through Dyson. It's like a Cat, the Cadillac thing. of vacuums, baby. You got long hair. Do you dry your, do you blow dry your hair with a Dyson uh, blow dryer? My ex-girlfriend stole that. Damn. Damn. The porn star? Like, the sex worker? No, unfortunately not. Um, 
but yeah, I paid it back at this point. Yeah, right. Um, extra, yeah. Um, but real quick on that porn thing, the funniest part about that is like my password was the name of my dog, Ziggy Starpaws. And so I get all these like weird messages on my emails, like, hey, Ziggy Starpaws, how are you doing, sexy? Like, and then like it's supposed to sound like it's me. So they're like, oh, just like, you know, hey, you want to come in me, Ziggy Starpaws? I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, Damn, dude. I mean, that's not even that good of a pun, not to be a dickhead, but like when the that's... when the when the sex worker or cam worker is like, "Hey, Ziggy Starpaws, does your dog is your dog like hmm hmm yeah. from the huh? other room?" My dog like, oh. like <laughs> no, yeah, it's super weird. But all right, well, let's talk about Brain Dead because uh, you kind of mentioned how it's a collective and how everything you put out is in a way a collaboration. A lot of kids in the 18 million listening around the world at home, for any aspiring artists or designers, like how can they join the fucking gang? I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like interacting in some form. Like, you know, we just love the idea of like having more cultural spaces like this theater. Like, we're opening a store in Harajuku next year. And that's what? Like, Congrats. Hopefully, house NTS, as I'm saying this, like, they're like, fuck you. No, but I mean, like, we're going to hopefully do NTS radio out of there in Japan and then have a little movie screening area and cafe. Um, and then we're going to open a store in London at some point next year. And then we have the Milan store. So, you know, we're constantly just figuring out ways to have cultural hubs that are not just stores, right. but like our places where you experience music or food or, you know, every spot should feel different. Like this is the movie theater. Like what if there's a climbing gym somewhere? What if there's mm. like, what if there's a paintball field? I'm just saying like, what if there's, everything should be different. Cause at the end of the day, you know, like as a branch to look at it, your cash register is online, right? It's like, you can buy most of the stuff. So how do you make these experiences special? Like to me, it's like, okay, you go to Brain Dead Studios, you can buy, maybe buy exclusive stuff here, right? But then it's a what we're mostly pushing is like, it's a movie theater. You come here to watch films and then you understand what we like. And we're starting to make films actually and, and make animation. So, like, that's a big part of next oh, wow. year, just making literally films that have nothing to do with product, you right. know? And um, that's a big part. That's our experiment. It's just like, okay, we're going to have this place to just put, you know, whatever stake in the ground to be like, okay, this is saying we're serious about making media. Are there any brands right now that you're looking to, maybe not, obviously you're not like copying anybody exactly, but like, do you look at any brands that are kind of, you know, doing this, like creating this global community that is impressing you? Or is this something that you think the market is completely missing? I mean, I think it's just like, I think the thing is like, as much as people might think we're a streetwear or fashion brands, I think it's more interesting to think of us like a meet, uh, like a lifestyle media company that has really good merchandise, <laughs> like really well-made merchandise. Like that's what I want to be. I want to be like the way you think of Disneyland or Disney. And then you're like, but the merch is always fire. Sounds like a podcast. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I look at more like Disney and I'm like, yo, like, like the whole thing about Disney is like you experience it via Disney world, Disneyland you know, the animations, the, the movies, the TV shows, and then you go to Disneyland and then buy the merch, right? right? And the thing about it, it's just not even like a consumer-based thing. You're not going there to like cop merch. It's just that you need to, you want to pull something from that world. Like I need those Mickey ears because yeah, that's Something tangible to take with you, yeah. Exactly. It's just a, it's a relic of a symbol of a feeling, right, that you have. And that's what I want Brandon to be is like, you know, I think when people buy band merch, it's not that they're like, oh, you got to cop the band merch. It's more just like, dude, 
I love this band. I want to remember, I want to remember this show. Yeah. Or I, I rep these, this thing that I love conceptually, right? Like I love this band and people I meet are like, yo, this is cool. Like I, I love, you know, that you love that. And I think the problem right now is that a lot of people, all the brands are trying to be so universal, right. Mm -hmm. And be like, appeal to everyone, like every mainstream person, like there's no subculture right now, or there is, but like, it's like streetwear is not a subculture. It's the mainstream thing. So as that becomes more mainstream, it's like, I don't mind. Like I love Marvel films, but like, imagine like seeing a premiere of a Marvel film at the theater and then seeing like some crazy art house cinema too. And it's the idea that highs and lows. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but it's just takes, it's just like what you're into represents who you are as a person, your identity. And that's what we want to do is have people feel comfortable being themselves. Bob Iger, bang our fucking line. Um, Kyle, I feel like you've been dropping literally nothing but gems for the 30 minutes that we've been potting or so. Um, But, and it seems like Braindead can do no wrong. However, that being said, not to bring you down or piss on your parade or anything, you and I, we became friends when you were pushing two brands called Farm Tactics, your IG handle, and Axis Folk Tech, which in my opinion was way ahead of its time and you should bring it back. Gone but um, not forgotten. You know, and these ultimately didn't take off for whatever reason, but like what lessons do you take from, and this is kind of the thesis of our old podcast that shall not be named. What, what lessons do you take from the brands that failed into brain dead um, that, you know, you want to fucking cast these pearls before the 18 million swine listening? Before swine, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, with farm tactics, I was just a child. Like, I was literally <laughs> a kid, like, don't it be young. Insane. The mm-hmm. fact that that shit happened was like, I look back on, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, like how old were you when you, when you started farm tactics? I mean, I was like 24 or something, but the way I did it was insane. Like it was a time when like all my family lost all their money and I was so flat broke. I got a credit card and this guy who was a manager of giant robot in San Francisco was like, dude, I'll invest in a company. I got $10,000 <laughs> and we started farm tactics. I was making like these vintage repurposed bags and somehow I got into blank t-shirts like making like basic slub t-shirts or whatever and I didn't know how to make one fucking thing I didn't know how to draw I, I don't know how the shit I actually don't know how I made this stuff which is funny like I, I'm like wait how did I get to making t-shirts does and it I feel remember, like a fever dream when you think I mean, back? it didn't exist yes because here's the craziest thing and I gotta thank everyone who helped me this time my friend Rhino he used to work at Union I mean he would take me downtown every I don't drive okay so think about this I live in like near Fairfax. I don't drive. And somehow I got to downtown LA every fucking day. So the amount of like people driving me every day with like, like homies, like, like take like, now I'm like, fuck, I should apologize. Like, like I'm like a drug addict. I should apologize. To all of them. I'm like, yo, I'm a shitty <laughs> friend. Like somehow I convince you to drive me every day to run my company. But <laughs> I ran a company via free rides from homies taking me to figure out how to make t-shirts where I had no idea how to do it. And then I get calls from like, dude, at this time it was like, I didn't drive. So like the only way I knew about stores was walking through the blocks and be like, Hey, will you carry farm tactics to the most rent? Dude. I mean, if you, I didn't know. Door to door junk salesman. I was selling to the weirdest fucking stores. And the only thing that made sense was like, I walked into craft randomly, which is a store owned by this guy, Pete. And it was the first American, one of the first Americana stores. Right. So they were carrying like, Red Wings or some shit. Like, mm. I didn't forget what they carry. Mark McNary or some stuff. Like, it was just very, right. like, Americana. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll carry this. And it's the first, like, normal menswear. I'm like, oh, this is fire. 
I'm like, where else should I sell to? They're like, yo, like, <laughs> you should sell to like Brooklyn Circus and then Union Maid. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I, <laughs> the only way I go to San Francisco is I go up because I'm visiting my parents and I go to Union Maid. This is the craziest shit. Think about this is insane because yeah, I would have never picked up my stuff. I have a backpack, right, that I made and I'm just shoved all my samples in like a mini backpack because I have a Jansport bag. And I go up and I'm like, hey guys, like, do you know Todd, is Todd here? Someone told me Todd. Shout um, out Todd Barkett, right? Yeah, shout Todd out. Todd Barkett. He comes out. I'm like, hey dude, I have a brand called Farm Ta- I mean, Farm Tactics. Do you want to check it out? Like, like the grimiest dude. Like, if anyone ever did that to a store, I'd be like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I look like a crackhead probably. You're slinging, like, you're slinging mixtapes out the trunk basically. Dude, I open the thing. They're all wrinkled. Like I just have them in a bag, like a bunch of t-shirts and like bags just crinkled up. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'll carry them. All my labels are hand stamped. Cause I don't know where to make labels. I'm like <laughs> muslin labels. Just like, fuck, fuck. They're all fucked up. And I'm like, whatever. And he buys it. And I'm like, Holy shit. And then every store from there started carrying it because of him. And I had to give it to him like to make that brand. And then we got like, the North, I mean, the Levi's collaboration. And then we did, dude, I did a whole thing for fucking, uh, what's that brand, dude? Orvis. Orvis mm-hmm. ordered like 5,000 t-shirts. You're like, and oh like, shit, how do I make 5,000 yeah, t-shirts? Uh, I was, yeah. dude, my dad then helped me in the company. He's like, I got it. He's never made apparel in his life. And dude, it was, we lost by 5,000 t-shirts. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the amount of money I lost on that, I'm like, I'm fucking broke. Like it was insane. <laughs> like, like, yay, we sold all this, but I'm broke. <laughs> it, it was it dude to make i mean it is so crazy like the original tote bags i made for levi's i found this like material and it even smelled like barf because it's like vintage <laughs> nylon from this like vintage like repurposed store and there's like yards of nylon and they're beautiful because they're like the seconds where it's like the change of gradients from the nylon colors and they were amazing and i just basically was like yo what if i just cut up all these and then we just place the colors and make them all different. And then I'll use my dad's old rock climbing rope to make the handles. And I was cutting them in my fucking kitchen and burning each end and tying them to these like barf smelling <laughs> nylon bags. But the nylon, I laid them all out in my backyard. So all the bags were sitting in my backyard for like months as I'm sending them. I washed them multiple times at like a, like a laundromat down the street. It was so insane. Like this brand was so fun. And I'm making like 500 of these bags. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, and it's popping off. They're selling at Levi's like nonstop. I'm just like, dude, I don't even know what I'm doing. And right. at the time, I'm still losing money every fucking day because That's I'm like, brilliant. I don't know how to run a business. Right. And so then whatever the Japanese love farm tactics, like beams carried a lot. I met this guy. They're like, let's start another brand an outdoor brand. I'm like, cool. This is great. I'm flat broke, so this is a perfect time for me to do this. <laughs> and Axis Folk awesome. Tech. Axis Folk Technology happened, and it was all based off this idea of like what it says, folk technology. What does that mean? So yeah, it was just like, yo, it's time to make really crazy gear that like represented this and is like super like science fiction menswear, I guess. Was it and, was it a climbing brand though? Like it, I have climbing pants still. I mean, I get, it was, I wish it, see, the thing is I should have done more to straight up climbing shit, but I was like, yo, I'm going to be a fucking cool and like designery. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I was going through the capsule trade show world where I met James right. and it was cool. People loved it. And I had sold to great stores and it was doing good. But like, you know, to be honest, like menswear, it's hard to run a business because you're selling expensive shit. But if you don't 
you know, at the end of the day, like how many people want to buy a $240 pant, right? And it's just like, you're battling it out. And like, then you realize that's what it is. It's like, you have the item that's that. And like, I just realized that I just had no interest in that, to be honest. You know I mean? I'm just was like, dude, I don't, I'm grimy. I'm a grimy dude. Like I you're climb, all, and, like, I don't need to like dress super clean. I'll fuck my shit up. And you know, at the time I was doing access folk technology, I became the special project manager for urban outfitters. So this is a crosshair from farm tech. So I'm flat broke. I'm like, I'm fucking broke. I got like fucking canker sores all over my mouth. <laughs> I'm like so stressed. And I remember I did this pop-up store called field study where I was selling like me, ether, Gramici, like whatever. And it was with urban outfitters and it's supposed to be like a brain dead. I mean, sorry, not brain dead farm tactics, pop-up store. And the CEO was like, Hey, like, I think you should work for me. Cause I need you to conceptualize this outdoor concept called without walls. And is there, it was their outdoor fitness idea, right? At the time when everything was popping. And that's when I was doing, that's when I also got access. So I'm like, cool, I'm rich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no broke. And I'm like, I have all this shit. I'm working on this collection. I'm working for Urban Outfitters. And like access, like the Japanese partners, they're like, we need to make a million dollars first season. I'm like, fuck, like this is not happening. And then it just was a thing where the Japanese partners didn't really, you know, like everything I was trying to make, I thought they're going to hook it up because they had like fabric companies. But then I'm like, oh yeah, let's use these crazy wools. And then you're like, okay, what's the price per yard? $40 a yard. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like everything was just so expensive. I'm like, dude, there's no way we're making money. Like, I don't I know how the, to- I think the takeaway here is you're not good with money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible with money. Are you still broke now? You're good now. Not broke. I'm All finally right. not broke. We'll get to that later. We'll get yeah. to that later. I but think I like- mean, long well, story another, short- thing about, another thing about Axis Folk Tech is that it, it had like a very niche- uh, like direction, right? And a niche appeal. Um, and I think the beautiful thing about Brain Dead is that, like, it, it's so wide. Like, it almost occupies its occupies its own tier. And that, like, whether you're a fucking Magic the Gathering nerd or a climber or like a streetwear kid or a fashion kid, like, you can find Brain Dead that works for you. And and we've seen Brain Dead even resonate among fucking like A listers. Um, like, what goes through your head when you see a guy like Kanye West wearing Brain Dead? Um, I mean, now, I mean, not that much because, you know, of, <laughs> yeah. well, I, mean, I, mean, I'm I mean, it's cool. I mean, he's a nice dude. It's just like, it's cool. I'm psyched when people support it and wear it. And I'm, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, it just feels good that people are supporting it. Like for me, I'm not like the guy who's going to post it on like brain, like brain did Connie was wearing brain on Instagram. Like oh, that's corny as fuck to me. Like <laughs> I hate that shit, dude. It's like, I made it bro. Like these celebrities are wearing our gear. I'm like, bro, like, I'm the antithesis of a celebrity. Like, I'm like, that's not my culture is like celebrity culture. Like we know a lot of people who like might be celebrities or whatever, but like I respect them for their craftsmanship or their art or whatever they're doing. Like not because they're famous. And like, I'm not someone who's like, yo, back us because of that. Like Dev Hines is someone that I really respect because it's like when we asked to do it, he comes from a punk background. So like when I asked him to do like this t-shirt, it was not even a thought process. He's like, I'm pissed. Let's fucking do it. Like, right. I fuck with that. Like, I, I just like people who like, I respect their craft. Like, you know what I mean? And that's it. It's a group of people that like, you know, I think if we do work with someone like a bigger name like that, I just want to show people like, yo, these, when you put these two people that you didn't think were doing it, but maybe successful doing something interesting. Whoa, we can do that. Like, or we're like, you know, like a lot of the things I try to do is like, 
pushing the limits of what they do and what we do and then somehow making something new, if that makes sense. Who, like the who, idea who, of just them like brain dead, worn by fucking like, hmm. uh, I don't know, Bad Bunny. I don't know. <laughs> Bad Bunny. That'd be sick, though. That'd be, That'd be sick, sick, dude. That'd be fine. <laughs> but that said, like, I don't know Bad Bunny. I don't know a song by Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Do you, I mean, that's the thing. I wrote that thing where I was like, I don't know one Grateful Dead song. Right. I don't. Like, but right. you know. Well, they suck, so. No, they reached out to me and I'm like, reached out to us to do a collaboration. I'm like, dude, I'm down with the aesthetics. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm not even hating. I just right. don't know it. So it's like, sure. we're just not a brand that's going to be like, oh yeah, dude, this is it. We got it. A million dollars. Like, I'm rich. Okay, <laughs> cool. Celeb culture is not an authentic part of you or Braindead. So that's what you're, so is there anyone like that you would actually like really want to see where, like someone that you are such a fan of that, that hasn't or do not even um, give a shit at all? I mean, it's a cool feeling for the second. Like if Larry Davis is wearing, I'm like, that's fire. Right. But like, I'm not like, you know, it's not like forever. Like we got it. Like you're not chasing that. Like, like a lot of brands chase that, right? They chase the cosine like that to you from celebrities specifically that to you is never something. That I mean, you also, we also live in LA. So it's just kind of like you see it every day and it's just like, you know, whatever celebrities can wear all the time. Signs like take it off. Like, <laughs> just like, no, it's cool, man. Like I'm down. Like, but it's just like, not the thing we're trying to promote. Like take it off Bieber. Uh, yeah. I'd be more psyched if it was like, yo, Kanye West wanted to do a luxury here and mm. talk about his music or something. Right. Like, and that's a brain dead event or like, Kanye West wanted to do like an architectural thing. You know what I mean? Something weirder. Like, yeah, that's cool. Not just like he's wearing our good. Look at us, dude. We made yeah. to get a guy who <laughs> makes music lights. Right. <laughs> but as, as the brand grows, as the offering grows and you do get um, the main, you know, mainstream celebs and celeb culture, like dipping their toes into it. I guess like as the business grows, when you hear things like, and again, you're terrible with money. So this might be a question for your homie Wilson uh, to your right there. But when you look at a brand like Supreme selling for two billy or Stone Island for one and a half billion, like does it ever kind of, does that catch your attention? Or do you ever just like, wait a second? Like, yeah, there's some fucking money. Yo, yo, what's What's up, dude? Dial them up. No, um, I, I think that's cool. You know, the, the congratulations to those guys. That's sick because it's like they work super hard. And I think, you know, Supreme is a brand that like, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, Supreme. You know, it's funny. Every brand like that brings up Supreme is like, we got to do it like Supreme. Like, we got to, like you're not Supreme. Like, it, like, it's not like a business model, like, like 10 ways of being like Supreme. <laughs> Step one. Like get a bunch of skateboard kids. Step two, make a yeah. bunch of exclusive drops. Like it, it is a complex article, though. I can I promise you that much. Yeah, <laughs> but it's insane because it's like, dude, they did what they did, and they spent a lot of time doing it. And like, just the way Stussy is successful now, it is a heritage product of a sure. time and a period. Yeah, forty years now. Distinctively <laughs> them. Like they never talk about streetwear because they they promote Sean Pablo and Aiden Mackey and these kids who are just like not streetwork they're skaters and like that's why it always feels sincere is because they're never pushing something that i feel is not authentic to who they are in their dna and i think the thing that's hard to touch them is that they are a brand that it's hard to not make timeless because they're always pushing the right things in my opinion you know what i mean and when they get bought out is because they have a model of okay, just keep on doing the right things. Like, you know, it would be really fucked if they started like now just trying to make money, started promoting it in some weird ways. But I don't think there's any 
issue if they make more product that doesn't sell out, if they actually have inventory. Like, right. you know, that's how they're going to make their money is that they're going to like make a million Supreme hats or something. That's fine. Because just like Disneyland, right. it represents something. And that's sure. fine. I think it's going to be harder when people who don't have a connection to New York or the, you know, skate culture or whatever, it, it just becomes so diluted. That's when people are not going to want to wear it. I mean, honestly, though, I, the, the one parallel I do see between Braindead and Supreme, and, and not that uh, not that you're like pushing for this, but it's that you know Supreme when they do something like a collaboration with like Nan Golden, all of a sudden like a million fucking kids are gonna you know Google that artist, right? And like when when you guys like all of a sudden are working with um, whether it's an artist or a certain subculture or another brand, you're bringing attention and exposure to like this this scene that you genuinely find interesting. Right. Or that you like, you respect the art, the work of this artist or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing is like, I want, I mean, I think for what we do, it's like, we did this t-shirt for, um, this movie screening we did actually at this theater for happiness. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's a Todd Solon's film. It's a really fucked up dark comedy. Like there's pedophiles. There's like guys who like cold call girls to like, and they like jack off and shit. Like it's like mm. an insane movie. Like some like weird shit goes down in the we movie. Do for real, for real with that. It's yeah, super yeah. dark. Sure. But, like, you know, Daniel Klaus did the front cover of the movie. And like, I love this fucking movie. Like it's one of my favorite movies ever. Todd Stone's a genius, but like showing that I'm like, is anyone going to fucking come to this movie? Like, <laughs> and it sold out. We made a t-shirt that we sold like 200 of this t-shirt of this fucked up movie. And kids sat down to watch the movie. Some people left. Cause they're like, it was really fucking extreme. <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot of people loved it and like, whoa, that was cool. And now you could find that t-shirt for like $200 on like rail, which is hilarious to me. But at the end of the day, it's like, you can't stop that. Right. But what right. you can do is that like, I think you can reverse engineer culture and be like, Hey dude, people want to cop shit, right? Cop it. But at the end of the day, try to understand where this comes from. Like we started selling a lot of things. We made this, you know, we do branded records and Every t-shirt we did, we had a cassette with it. And like a lot of kids are not going to buy cassettes. But if you gave them a cassette with a t-shirt, then maybe it might, ex- maybe it'll push them to listen to music like that or like buy a cassette player and be in tune with a new form of media. And I think that's really cool. So I think it's more of our job and our responsibility, no matter what, is like sneak something in, right? It's like, yeah, yeah it's an extra dollar to make a cassette, but like, yeah. fuck it. Like at least maybe they'll change their lives. Just like the way... A lot of things changed my life when like, you know, I saw like Architect magazine or some shit and it was right. like, I bought the magazine and you got like a little gift or whatever. And you're like, this is sick. And like, I think I just keep on looking back to things that inspired me. And like, I just want to kind of bring it to a new generation. Right. I guess. I think there's, and there's a difference between what you're talking about, which is like exposing this stuff versus things that are associated with your brand and you that also like independently like blow up. So like, for example, this idea of like climbing and hiking and GORP culture that's having a moment right now. Do you also appreciate that this kind of like barrier of entry being like either lowered or like completely removed? Or is it weird that that there's like posers involved? Like, how do you feel if you're like, you're, you're not playing a direct part, you're associated, but this thing is like, blowing up and it's kind of like out of your control. How does that make you? I see the thing about it. I don't want to, it's, I, I think there's a difference between being an elitist, an elitist a gatekeeper. Just, yeah. A gatekeeper. And I think that's fucked up too, man. Like, I think it's like fucked up when people talk shit on like, whatever. Like, I think it's fucked up when people are like, yo, like 
why are all these black kids wearing fucking minor thread t-shirts? I'm like, that sounds really weird. Like, yeah, like end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Cool if they just like that graphic, but hopefully that gets them into new music. Sure. Like, let's just think about the positivity of it, right? It's like, so many kids are wearing crazy punk shirts or rock shirts. So many people are like, there's so much access to music and whether you like, like trap hip hop or SoundCloud rap, like that's up to you. But like, that just shows there's access to making content. So all I can work on is creating avenues in my world that pushes the boundary of what I think is cool. So it's like, let's show good films and not show fucking, you know, Big Lebowski only at midnight or like, you know, Back to the Future over and over again or Home Alone, right? Like those are cool, but like we're not trying to just show fucking the obvious or like show the obvious film. We want to show challenging movies. And like, you know, for me, like that's what I would want, you know what I mean? As a kid or like even as an adult is to have a place where like I'm challenged because that's where you like really feel like, you know, like everything we do in our life is like, it feels like a like button. I'm just like clicking. Like, yep. Yep. That girl's ass. Yep. Like, you know, you're like, I'm not like in love with that girl. Like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yep but yep, you can it. appreciate a fucking you can appreciate nice it. And that's cool. So you're like yeah. seeing a minor threat shirt. It's cool. Seeing whatever joy division things are cool, but show me something new. Create. There's so much good new music and new content and culture and art. Let's talk about that shit. And like, I don't want to always go back like, yo, bro, like I grew up listening to Gorilla Biscuits. I didn't, to be honest. I didn't fucking right. much shit. I didn't listen to Joy Division. I mean, I did eventually listen to Joy Division, but like right. my shit was the shit I listened at home, like in my local town, the band's there. So right. what if we create that local band feeling on a mainstream platform like Braindead and brought new artists to that world? But then to you know lure them in, then we work with bigger artists too that people can relate to, right? And then they're like, oh, this is sick. This is sick. But then throwing some crazy shit too. Like the highs and lows is what Braindead's about. Like yeah. the name Braindead is so fucking dumb. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's the dumbest name in the planet. But hopefully we, the whole point was that we elevate it with fine art and like really conceptual heady shit. And that was the whole point. It's a juxtaposition between high and low. You know what I mean? That's respect. really what Braindead's about. Fucking respect. And, and, and I think a lot of the highs and the lows and a lot of your personal interests and, and that kind of trickling. If anyone wants to know what Braindead's going to get into, follow Kyle on Instagram. Whatever he gets yeah, into absolutely. is eventually going to make its way to Braindead. <laughs> and I think a lot of those things, Lawrence and I are also into to varying degrees, like fishing. You're into fishing. We're into okay. the aesthetics and idea of yeah. fishing. Yeah, um, climbing, gorp. The one thing that you're really into that just goes way over my head and maybe I don't know how Lawrence feels about it, but uh, hit it on my bachelor party. Yeah. You love, I skipped that. I skipped that because we (laughs) saved all that the night before. (laughs) You love paintball. And I guess my question is like, what's the, and I'm genuinely asking, I I went once as a kid and I fucking hated it. I got shot up by like a Vietnam vet, but like, what's the appeal of simulating war? I mean, dude, it's not even war to me. It's like, it is just like this weird, I mean, I look at more like you're shooting paint at each other. I think that's (laughs) fucking weird. Like, do you see it as a sport? Do you see it as a team sport? No, I see it as like a, you're shooting high speed paint at each other. And like that is the most like extreme funny thing to do, right? And like it's it, a bit it, to I mean, you. Bro, like when I started playing, so the way it started was I did this TV show called Social Fabric. Yes. This is, is it funny, so this is the funniest shit about it is that like it was Mark McNeary, Warrior Boswell, Boswell, and me on the show, and we're wearing suits and we go to this paintball park. And I'm playing the owner, this guy named Bear Degadio. And 
he's shooting. The whole thing is like, oh, he's going to kill us, right? Or shoot us. And he brings this other dude. And I don't know who this other dude is. He's like in a mask and everything. And we play, whatever, we finish the shoot. And then the guy texted me and he's like, yo, what's up, dude? Like, so nice playing. Let's play again. And it's this guy, Travis Mills. And Travis Mills, if you don't know, is like the Beats One Radio. He's like a producer. He's like yeah. a friend of Little Pete. Yeah, he's a music producer. And he hit me up. And like, he's like, yo, let's paintball again. And then I'm like, sick. And then I hit him up and he's like, yo, let's go paintball. Can you set me up for the, a package of gear? And he does. And I buy it. And he just like set up my whole gear. And I start paintballing. And then I got addicted. And then <laughs> I can't stop. I play three times a week. Are you good? Yeah, you fired. I feel like I'm pretty good now. And I mean, dude, we started releasing brain dead jerseys. So like yeah. I had like 20 dudes wearing brain dead jerseys at the park and we're like the regulars. So like <laughs> everyone's wearing brain dead jerseys. No one knows what the fuck brain it is. Like right. you know, it's a brand. It's really funny. And you know, we play the regulars and we play pump paintball. So we have pump guns now, which is just like every shot you have to cock the gun and shoot one. And a lot of people shoot like electro guns. So it's like, it's all about skill now with us. And now I'm playing like stock class where you only have 10 balls, but we're playing against everyone. So like we're playing a very advanced form of paintball now. And we're super, like I just played a competition and I think I suffered a concussion, honestly. <laughs> and um, I'm really into it. Like I'm addicted. So like I, do you, you know, just have an addicted, you just have an addictive personality. Yeah. Like dude, honestly, so we're going to release paintball goggles with this brand push, which is like this guy, um, Brian Benini, who created this video back in the day, you guys watch it. It's this paintball video called Push, which is like the definitive documentary. And they had like crazy, like early emo music, like hot water music, like J Tree did the soundtrack. It's so fire. Like, if you want to talk about like heady shit, like, right. like shot on film, like dude paintballing, like with like backwards flat brimmed hats that are like yellow and like spiky hair and like. This like is the heaviest shit I've like, ever heard of. So a, it is a niche paintball documentary shot on film soundtracked by like early emo music. Emo shit. Like you would hear like a, a cursive song or something. Wow. And like, Incredible. dude, like I, mean, I knew all this shit. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, I hit up Brian Benito. No, his son knew Braindead. And then they hit me up. On, I saw you like push paintball follows farm tactics. And I'm like, yo, like I hit him like, yo, Brian, like I'm a big fan of push. Like I play a lot. It's like, I know my son tells me, I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I want to do, I want to do masks. And then he was like, yo, let's do it. So we have four different colors, three to four colors of paintball goggles coming out into the paintball market. Fire. So our goal is to actually bring brain dead gear into the paintball world. Cause there is no like apparel company. And I, I'm just like, dude, why aren't we in paintball? Like, why is it that, like, I made, I made the hoppers, which are the loaders with all the balls. I made loaders with this guy, Paintball DNA. So we have loaders that people buy off, you know, they just buy and they're like really into it. So we gifted a bunch of them and all the kids like, where do we buy the branded loaders? And they don't even know where it's like, it's not like a hype thing where it's like, right. like, yo, branded streetwear. They're just like branded loaders. And it's funny because the people on my team who follow me, they really don't know what the fuck we do. So they'll just be like, yo, it's sick that you made those shoes, but they're not like hype. Like it's like, oh yeah, dude, fu- like, you did Converse, right? That's cool. That's cool. Like they don't even know really what's going on and it's rat. And like all my dudes drive like crazy modded out like Subarus and like <laughs> Ford focuses and shit. It's so sick, dude. Like, I mean, dude, it's the life, bro. Like I play with like a 65 year old man named Jack Awada and he was like one of the original paintball dudes, like from Hawaii, like playing stock class pump paintball. Like 
we're deep in the scene and it's it's the best <laughs> i spent dude speaking about not being broke anymore i probably spent thirty thousand dollars on guns paintball <laughs> markers sorry markers not guns i'm like wow. really scared of real guns fyi like i'm really right. anti-guns and like paintball guns are to me are just like hot rods they just look crazy they're super goofy as fuck but they're just like these weird things that they're like so tuned to shoot these balls of paint like like fish like this is more efficient to shoot this ball of paint like you know what i mean i'm like spending like twelve hundred dollars on this thing to shoot paint at another man <laughs> or woman whatever it yeah, is sure another person yeah Maybe. But the, um, the aesthetics are really cool because they're baggy like motocross pants and like mm. mad dudes have like funny ass like metal ball chain necklaces and like that's the aesthetic dude they're still on it it's like it is very extreme motocross like never vibes sometimes yeah. it never left so all the people <laughs> like 50 with that aesthetic because that's where they came from right that's it it. came back fire, around though. dude it's yeah. fire i dude. love it i mean this man spent 30 grand on paintball on markers give him a marker lo- keep him in a marker locker but yeah. the craziest thing dude is like i was at a paintball place and i saw the apc branded collaboration tee on a dude and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And I see him and he comes up to me. He's like, yo, you're Kyle, right? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, I like, yeah, I know you guys like, oh, remind me. I, I used to play paintball. So I just came out again. I'm like, that's it. That's way cool. That's why you do it. Yeah. This shit. Like that's fire. Same. And he's like into climbing. He's like a really good climber. And he's like into like aquariums. He's like, yeah, I like, I like have an aquarium. Like I have mad aquarium equipment. I'm like, done. Like this guy's my guy. Like that's the dude. Like we just become best friends. Yeah, this guy's an elite living human being. Like that's right. an elite level, like extreme elite human. Yeah, a fellow sure. Stoke, a fellow member of the yeah, Stokes. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's what I want to hear. Is like, dude, who's just like, yo, dude, like, like we're going to climb, then I'm going to fucking snowboard, and then I'm going to like take care of my like. Aquarium. And then you can come back. And we're going to check out my aquarium, dude. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like you know what I think about like hardcore culture. It's like the hardcore dudes. They always have like sick comic book shit, or they had like sci-fi stuff you know they're like collecting comic books and then they listen to hardcore music and then they're like really into something else but like that idea is so cool of just like being like a weird like cool nerd niche person of just yeah cool nerd it's like like metal and hardcore is the nerdiest shit to me because it's just only dudes pretty much which is funny and it's like the funniest weird shit but they're always in the nerdy stuff and like graffiti, like graffiti. Like I hate my dad shit. And I love that stuff. And like, they all play magic, the gathering or Warhammer, and that combination of just like nerd culture, but like kind of tough and like more like, right. like I just like, Oh, yeah. that you know, like shredding, like everything's like shredding or like vibing and like grooving. Like I got my Warhammer shit. I got my magic cards. I got my fucking like the nerd shit stuff. helps take the edge off the toxic masculinity. And then it's kind of like a sweet spot. Yeah. You know and I can talk about, you can talk Macho about shit. like, magic like super normal it's like i really can't relate to a lot of like the comic book nerd dudes like the weird kawaii or like i don't understand like the naruto anime guy really like i just i don't know it like i don't get it like i'm very more like heavy metal fucking like let's fucking listen to some like sirith ungal or some like slayer and then just like blast it while i'm fucking playing warhammer you know what I mean? And I'm like, Got that's it. my vibe. It's not Warhammer like, is a card game, like Magic the Gathering. No, it's a, I'm, I'm painting minute, bro. Like, I, I was like, my girlfriend broke up with me, and then I was single. I dated this girl. We pretty much broke up because I was paintballing too much and painting Warhammer, which is I'm like, fuck you. I don't need you. Like, wait, what is then, Warhammer? Sorry, it's figurines. No it's, it's, oh, it's, it's like Steve Carell and Forty Old Virgin. Got it. Got it. Got it's it. like a tabletop strategy board game. But you buy these miniature like orcs with like fucking insane like 
they're like model kids. Right? Like imagine right, like right. Gundam, but you're playing like a board game. Got it's you. like that. So like I'm paying half the shit. You know, the girlfriend that broke up with me, we're, we're back together. And she's super into magic, which is awesome. And um, she's cool. She's like super into fashion. It's this girl, Alexis Q. She did a Nike campaign. But you never think she's into like magic. And all my friends, like they all date fucking models and they play magic. It's like, <laughs> it's, like the most like elite. Is that like, the real reason why there's a brain dead magic club? Because you're like, baby, if I, yeah, if I, I land this, there. will you take girl, me back? I, yeah. Girl, yeah. I did this collab girl. for you, baby. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm like holding up, up like all my mana cards. Like, take me back. I'm like, <laughs> I also love that all of your I friends fuck models spell. and play yeah. magic. Like, that's yeah. the cast spells. <laughs> Bro, magic yeah. is fire, dude. Like, I mean, Warhammer's maybe better now. When you, I mean, the thing about, too, is like when you go to the shops, dude, you want to talk about real shops? Like, I go to the Warhammer shop. I'm like, yo, like, I don't know how to play this game. And we're sitting there. I'm with my friend. Like Andrew, who's a photographer, he actually is a he works for Chrome Hearts, and he's like an amazing climber. And then my friend Jasper, who's ground his lava, we we go to Glendale to the Warhammer shop. I'm like, we don't know anything about this game. The guy's like, all good, bro. What do you need to know? And he like breaks down the lore for me. He's like, yo, so like the Primaris is this, like the orcs are crazy, and the way they talk about it is like little hints like of a little too deep knowledge that you don't know. Like yeah, like the orcs, like you know when they paint their fucking. The ships they go fast with the yellow because that's the orc mentality. Daka daka daka. No, they'll say like daka daka. I'm like, what the fuck is daka daka? I don't, like, bro, like, just tell me the game, man. Like, I'm good. But I'm like, that is real customer service. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm for real. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm in. I bought like five hundred dollars worth of Warhammer shit off the bat. I'm like, yo, I'm sold. you sold me, bro. I call the shop now. Like, what's up, Kyle? I'm like, how do you know that, dude? Like, they know me by name. They know me. Fucking just by voice now. Bro. Again, Kyle, you are terrible with money. It seems like, yeah, but so at bad. least terrible. now, at least now you have somewhere you can spend it on your interests, which is the perfect segue into the second topic of this podcast, which is transition. God, money, um, money, baby. So you know you, you've gone from flat broke to being able to spend fucking bands on markers and Warhammer. Uh, I guess the question on everyone's mind is, how much money do you make? I make a lot of money, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> I make a lot of money and lose it all on paintball Warhammer. Is is that like what you spend all your money on? Is just like your your hobbies, like just because you're you get oh, yeah. so fucking deep into it. What's the most expensive? I never hobby? buy clothes anymore. I never buy clothes. I we can't travel. I mean, the paintball shit's crazy, dude. It's just like we're on like eBay. It's like, oh, that gun's only seven hundred dollars. Done. Every week, I buy a fucking paintball gun that's seven hundred plus, <laughs> which is so fucked. Because I don't even play with, like, dude, I bring five paintball guns every time I go. So yeah, you're, like, you're like a I tennis player. Yeah, yeah, you got a quiver. Like, I'm like checking the fucking. Yeah, so paintball is definitely really expensive. Um, Warhammer is ungodly expensive. That's like, I'm like five G's deep in the hole for two months. Um, <laughs> two months. Two months, goddamn. Yeah, and then I'll go on this idea of just like, yo, do you like, I need to, like, I'm looking at this like house right now. What if I got this like Memphis lamp? And then you're like, fuck. Like, you're just like, this sucks. <laughs> and then your cat will pee on your bed. Like, fuck, real shit. And you buy a $2,000 mattress. Like, then your fucking dog eats your cloud couch. And you're like, fuck, I'm broke because I just spent it on all these paintball guns. And then you're like, fucking hate your life. And then like, you're too many packages from people giving you shoes. So then your landlord wants to kick you out. And you're like, where do I move? Like, buy a house? I'm broke. Like, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like, real world comes in. And then you have a girlfriend. It's like, what happened to me? And then you're like, yeah. 
Kyle, I think you're spiraling, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you made me realize all like I was like so stoked and then like real life to go. Now you broke the stoke. Like, I'm broken. Yeah. I'm just like got a bunch of paintball guns and too many cats around. You broke the stoke. Is is there is there an amount of money though that like would sustain so that you would you be able to uh, sustain, sustain all these your hobbies? Life, your lifestyle I mean, you, nuclear nerddom. I'm not going into details, but I feel like I make really good money, but somehow I can just spend it all. Like, but, so like what's I, what's the amount of money de- that you think you could uh, eventually a- attain where you're just like, all right, like I'm good? Because some people they're like, I want a billion dollars. Other people are like, yo, I'm good with like you know a hundred k, and then like that's all I fucking need. Like, what is no, your? I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Currently good. I make money. Yeah, I mean, I I have save enough so i can live yeah but i mean i think the main thing yeah i always think about every time you know when you're like a kid you don't know like when you're like i bought a house like you're like wait how did you have fucking two hundred thousand dollars in the bank bro like you know what i mean i'm like i spent all my money i'm like and then you're like oh yeah you have rich parents cool but um you know what i mean it's really crazy because it's just like you wonder like how much people do how much how much do you guys really say you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like it's really hard to save in la i mean you have to make like $250,000 up to even live comfortably in LA, you know what I mean? Or New York, wherever you are. Yeah. And it's either that, or you're living with fucking 10 hundred roommates and, or like, you know, you live with your girlfriend or whatever, but it's a pretty crazy time. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And I think, yeah. I think there's just a huge wage gap. That's crazy. I mean, to me, I don't, I believe there shouldn't be billionaires. And I believe like I live exactly the way I eat out every fucking night, like the best food in the world. You know what I mean? I spend a lot of money on food. I, you know, I always buy my girl food, right? Like dinner, every meal, whatever. You're a chivalrous guy. No, I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? Like I, I pay for two people, right? Yeah. In that way. Like I, that's just the way I am. Like, cool. And I'm still fine. But you're just like, imagine if you had billion dollars. How do you even spend a billion dollars? Like, yeah, that's what can't. I'm saying. Like you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Like Richard Pryor couldn't even spend a million. Tell the billion like, dollars to the all billionaires listening. You fucking. I think if you have five hundred million dollars, you're an asshole. Let's just say that. <laughs> all right. If you have two hundred fifty million dollars, you're a fucking asshole. Because yeah, it's like, like if you think about that right now, price, how are you not like? Wait. So, people are like starving right now. You know what I mean? You're just like I don't. I just don't Do they get know it. That? Like, Does not compute. Yeah, maybe they it's don't like, know. It's insane to me where you're like, even if I had like twenty million dollars in the bank right now, I'd be like, wait. So if I gave, like, some of my favorite restaurants closed down, right? Like Beverly Soon Tofu, Beverly Soon Tofu closed down in Koreatown, which is like the most landmark Korean restaurant, in my opinion. And then I'm like, how the fuck did that close down? Like, there wasn't a millionaire, a billion, like, because that doesn't take that much money, right? Like, right. to, like, fund a restaurant to continue, right? You could just pay their salaries or whatever. And it's an investment. If you think it's good, make it better. How the fuck did that go down? Like, if I had a lot of money, I mean, shit, Brandon probably should have done something about that, honestly. Like, no, because I mean, that's the idea with the theater. Yeah, the like, blood's on your hands. I think that's what we're doing. The blood's on my hands, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would be down to do something like that if I had a lot of money. Like, yo, I'd just buy that okay. restaurant and just let it be what it is. Because, okay. I, think, you know, that's what, you know, Quintarantino did with the Beverly Cinema here. He did that, and now it's his theater. But I think if you have a lot of money, I think you got to figure out what the end goal is, right? What's your yeah. end fucking goal? Like, is it to be rich and like, just die with your money? <laughs> he who Can't dies take it with, with most you. things. He who dies with the most things wins. Wins. Yeah. yeah. Can't take it with you. That's some Egyptian. You're not fucking tooting common, bro. Like you're yeah, bringing yeah. a bunch of those like cat mummified cats around you with like hoarding Bitcoin. Like, 
<laughs> fucking lay it all. Bring this, I don't know. Hold. It's, Bring this Bitcoin into the afterlife. Yeah, hodl into the afterlife. Hodl till you die, bitch. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's psycho to me. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Money's definitely, like, my parent, my dad was, made so much fucking money when I was younger. Like, he, like, he was a mortgage broker and he, um, he basically had the the note on the Queen Mary here. And like, he, you know, he had all these buildings. He had a hotel in Reno. I mean, a nice hotel. A hotel in Reno. Sounds yeah, I was going to say. He has a hotel in Reno. The, the nicest hotel in Reno. Up. Two and a half stars. No, but it was fire. It was a fire one. And then the thing about it was just like, he lost it all because his family fucked him super hard and they lost $700 million. That's like, a lot of money to lose. God damn. We were, I mean, it was broke. And it was funny because it was just like, I mean, I was a punk kid, so I was always like, fuck, I don't need money either way. But, like, at the end of the day, you're like, okay, so that's what money is. Like, yeah. at any moment, it's gone, and it's fucked your whole relationship with all your family, yeah. and it's, it's done. And, like, you will never talk to your dad or your brother or, like, your mom. I don't talk to them. And you're like, what did that really do for you at the end of the day? Yeah. What, was, not, what did that like, money like, really yeah. cost? What was the real cost, which is clearly... Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're just like, it just comes and goes. Like, so... At the end of the day, money, like for me, like if I'm spending it on like paintball guns or whatever, these are the experiences that make me happy right. as of now. If I need to make money, just like farm tigers, I will figure out how to make money to survive. Yeah. And then anything to make me more comfortable is great. But then it's also really important that you remember what got you to that level, right? Like, so it's like, yeah, maybe it's what brain did. I don't, I can give back with the company. You know, we can give underprivileged kids ways of climbing or we can give, you know, like we're doing this thing, luminous sound that we did with Dev Hines for the converse. We're going to start doing music programs for kids, you know, underprivileged kids. And like, that's what's about is like, as much as you give in, you got to, I mean, much as you get, you got to give back dude. And that's not always money. It's time or like concepts or like, it's really fucking easy for us, dude. It's really fucking easy. Like all this has been super easy. Like that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, the climbing, just do like, it. Just do gym it. Gym, it's like, yeah. oh, build a wall for kids, make it free, give them free memberships at the climbing gym in Long Beach. Speaking and the guys of like, kids, you get what you give, baby. Speaking of kids, whether privileged, underprivileged, there's only one way they come into this world, and that's fucking. Let's fuck. Let's <laughs> transition into the third and final topic of this podcast. Also, Kyle, forgot to mention, we're going to do a little bonus uh, episode afterwards. Um, meats and cheeks. Mm-hmm. Sucking and yep. fucking. Sex, Sex and dating, dating dude. Yeah. So, you're into a million different scenes and um, for the aspiring sex havers out there listening, what scene that you're into has the most attractive people involved in it? Yeah. Definitely not paintball. <laughs> is it Magic the Gather? Is it all the models playing Magic the Gathering? Yeah, you know the thing about the Magic the Gathering, like I feel like there's like definitely hot girls who play Magic the Gathering, but then there's like that, you know, there's this nerd girl who's like very hot but then she always is about her cleavage. Like everything is just like some weird cleavage, like corset. And then they always wear the mini schoolgirl skirts. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, what is this look, bro? You look like a fucking Ren fair. Like, is that not like how crap. the women look in magic, the gathering universe? Yeah. No, big old titties, no, man. Like, and they're all porn stars. Like, you know that they all have like only fans now, but nice. it's, it's so it's nice of you to call them porn stars. I mean, out of the scene, bro, like out of the scene, I mean, definitely like. Are hot people comic, climbing? I think comic, climbing people are in good shape, you know? Like, is that hot? Yeah, they're hot. Are they climbing, grimy? I think the climbing people, that's the sexiest scene. Okay. Sexiest, All right. That's the sexiest scene. So if you're listening and you're at home and you're dry dick fucking nerd listening to a fashion podcast, uh, go, go climb. climb rock. 
All right. Well, Chef just rejoined us, which is another perfect transition into, uh, you know, we're going to allow the Groms to unmute themselves. And in 60 seconds of thirst, they're going to ask you anything, pitch you on something. Um, I know that they're brimming with enthusiasm. Chuck, since you've been here the whole time, why don't you go first? Chuck, you're on mute. Chuck, Chuck you're, on mute. you're on mute. Come on, bro. Act like you've been here before. <laughs> I, I knew what I was doing. I, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking. Screaming. Now you're screaming. So I was thinking. Uh, so Kyle, I, what I love about Braindead probably the most is just like the accessories and stuff. Uh, I get a lot of compliments on my sunglasses, but I was wondering specifically what was uh, making like the skincare and the fragrances like and like what made you want them to smell like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a really big fan of fragrances and skincare. Like, the idea of a scent is like storytelling in like the most weird, primordial, like primitive way, right? Like, you're telling narratives of like scent that reminds you of an experience that's like telepathic, right? Like, you could just like visualize something, and you're like speaking upon an experience that you had with that scent. A Prussian so rush. Yes. So applying no limits. <laughs> so yeah, I think like. That's why I like sense a lot. And I think that just went into the skincare and home goods. It's like, dude, again, like if it's every part of your life, which is brain dead, we should make every part of your life. Yeah. Respect. All right. Yeah. And like, you know, for me, it was like, okay, like what's the brain dead scent? We start off with some like sandalwood bullshit, which obviously smells good. <laughs> like that's like, like go to like obvious, like, but yeah. that's the whole thing. It's like, cool. Like what did it end up at? Yeah. Like I don't shroom even know. cola. What <laughs> word? Yeah. So I mean, basically, we made it in Portland at this place, Mac Lab, and um, they pitched us a bunch of ideas. Like we gave us some ideas, and then it came back from like, okay, well, let's fucking let's drop everything, right? <laughs> Wilson was actually there. We're sitting there in a lab, and I'm like, what? What, what do you guys got? And they bring out like all this. Show like, me the good have, shit. Like, what's the stinkiest shit? Because it's all about like the stink <laughs> mixture. Like, it just smelled like you, like, rub your finger in your ass and then sniff it. <laughs> you all have done it. Don't fucking lie. That man. real good duck butter. Don't lie. Or, like, I've done it six times. I've done it six or, times during this pod. Or smell, yeah, smell your dog's ear. That's what I want to <laughs> smell like your dog's ear, the inside of it. Because um, they're rotting from inside. That's the scent. Um, no, so, <laughs> so they brought out, like, oh, we have a scent of mushrooms. I'm like, okay, that sounds so gross, but yes. Like shroomy then, shroomies or, or just like regular zoomers? Yeah. Or? I don't even know, man. So it was, it was a scent of a mushroom. I'm like, yeah, let's go from there. So then it was like sandalwood mushroom. And then they're like, wait, Kyle, we have the scent of cola. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I smell them. Like, this smells like Coca-Cola. It's insane. And like, what does that smell like? I can't even define it. it smells like Coca Cola. That's like that's like right. That's yeah, all you yeah, can yeah. do. It. Yeah. Like no, but it doesn't smell like Coca. It smells like the taste of Coca Cola, which is insane. It smells like the taste. Damn. Okay. And then when we're like, wait, okay, so shroom cola done. Like it's like it's <laughs> done. Like we had the vision in our head. Kogan drew it, and we're like, okay, whatever this is, it's shroom cola. Sick. All right. All right. Tight. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, damn, Chuck. Great question. Um, chef. Question. Thirty seconds of thirst. You're up, buddy. Yeah. Um, how did you guys get involved with NTS and how do you kind of like put the set list together for your shows? Or do you plan it beforehand or do you, just like, do you just like fucking vibe like while you're on air? Well, funny you say that. Um, great question. Hey, hey, great question. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be like, oh, hey, hey th thank you for that question. Um, Gold star. It really was a great question. Um, so 
this guy Fergus McDonald. He is now no That's longer. He lives on like a farm, little McDonald, which is it's McDonald's farm. McDonald's farm. <laughs> McDonald's. Old McDonald's. Yeah, he's old McDonald's now because he's a kid. Um, he <laughs> used to work at NTS, and he was like, "Yo, like I love Brain Dead. Will you do a show?" And we're opening in. I think I kind of went to a British accent because he's actually British. Like, you, uh, uh, would you do a show? Oh. Yeah, be on the show. Um, and we're eating burger lords. He's like, "You want to be on a show?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're doing it in L.A. Cool, two hour show. Let's go." I thought I was really smart. I'm like, I'm going to do an all vinyl, like two hour show. After three years of this shit, doing all vinyl, it's fucking insane, dude. dude yeah. Not trying to not play the same track nor the same artist is insane. And the crazy thing about it is like, it's all live. So I definitely fucked up so many times where like I press like 45 speed and then I like just rifle a Sonic Youth song at 45. <laughs> insane sounding. And I'm like, I just have to ride this out, dude. It sounds like <laughs> I'm riding this out. And <laughs> going down. Wait, are you pulling are you pulling all the vinyl from your own collection then? Like do you yeah, it's all my own collection. Damn, so, it's that big? Yeah. I have a I'm I i do not have a huge collection, but it's definitely big enough to try to do that. Well, how many records do you how many records do you own? Thousands. I don't know. Thousands. Okay. But um the next uh, so today I'm going to plug the show because it's actually happening right now or whenever this is planned. It's definitely not happening right now because this comes out next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Right. So right now, Friday of December, whatever, um, basically I'm doing a rap metal show and new metal. And basically it's only going to be, biscuit? there is a Olympus song, but I basically had wow. Lines and Ethan Silverman of terrible records help me where we basically just talk through the history and lore of new metal. So it's and like a podcast about new metal. Well, we're not. I, there's just sound bites because I don't know how to do this recording shit. Like okay. this one. So basically, it's just <laughs> sound bites from cell phone clips off like voice memo. <laughs> like Dev Pine's been like Slipknot is um they started by you know like whatever and just playing songs and me just like rambling about like three eleven B sides and um yeah I mean I don't know like I think radio shows like music shows everyone always tries to like like measure their dicks with the fucking songs and like yeah i'm trying to be like the most obscure but i'm like dude you know what end of the day when i'm hearing the record i just want to fucking listen to some limp biscuit like vibe like playing limp biscuit no more they're playing some like glass animals bullshit (laughs) i want to fucking hear some ripping dude like (laughs) what a friend i've turned into like an inland like my girlfriend always like dude you're just inland empire like you're rocking you know what i mean like you're wearing a like JT paintball hat, a no fear T-shirt. I'm, I'm literally wearing like, dude. I mean, look at this. It says "Fear Nothing Gear," and then <laughs> most of the time I'm wearing some baggy ass jeans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, oh no, I'm wearing like basketball shoes. Like I'm wearing like Reebok basketball shoes. It's like the most fucking gnarliest outfit. <laughs> my my speed shades, but it's like Honestly. it just feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. It, 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 you're you're dressed like 9/11 never happened. And it's yes, awesome. facts. I mean, nine eleven killed paintball, and like I'm just trying to like you know, <laughs> like I'm such a patriot. Yeah, right. I'm, exactly. I'm just trying to represent like you know, like Salute. bring America back. Mission bring accomplished. America back. Yeah. All right, Chef. Thank you for the question, um, Thanks, Kyle. Chef. Real quick, we want to play last John, next John. What was the last John you copped at full retail? So no, oh, that fucking free brain dead shit. And then what's the next John that you got your eye on? Yeah, I know you said you don't buy clothes anymore. You only uh, yeah. buy like little figurines. But I know that you're going to buy yeah. some shit. Wow, this really, that, that's what my girlfriend's like. All you do is buy figurines. Like, oh. <laughs> do I just sound like your girlfriend right now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, it's funny because there was a girl I was like talking to and she was just like, 
oh, cool figure, action figures you have. And they're like, they're Japanese kaiju. But it's like, yeah. them calling me um, action figures, I like lost my shit. I was like, yeah, we're never talking again. Yeah, <laughs> this is not going to work, so unfortunately. I hate yeah. myself. Um, the last John, full retail, no flow. Yeah. Clothing, oh shoes, maybe accessories, but no, no fucking action figures, no fucking Warhammer orcs, no mana cards. That's a really good question, dude. Hold on, I need. I mean, a lot of vintage. Oh, a lot of vintage shit. You yeah. want to talk about that? Cool. Not is like, it like? Is it like? Yeah. Ref, is it like T-shirts of stuff that you're into, or is it like referential yeah, yeah, yeah. pieces yeah. for brain dead cuts? Definitely stuff. buying a lot of Marvel shirts. But all you motherfuckers listening to this, because I know you're all listening to this shit, stop buying them all up, motherfuckers, because <laughs> it's only us buying them, and then you're making them like four hundred dollars, and then no one's gonna fucking have them. You're hoarding all of them, like motherfucker. You go to like Cerebro Vintage, like you're cool, man, but you have like ten of the same Venom shirt. Let other people live, bro. Let That's me get lit. one of your 10 Venom shirts, bro. No, but it's like, yo, why does it cost like $400 to get a fucking X-Force t-shirt, bro? Yeah. No one read X-Force. <laughs> like, I'm buying You wasn't there. Because you didn't fucking read them. And I was on it because you weren't reading the shit. Like, I bought a wet work shirt for $125. Anyone name the guy who wrote wet works? Jeff? And it's pretty easy. Fergus McDonald? Yeah, first thing I wrote, what works? Was it I Wilson? A, I brought a Savage Dragon shirt. Call me if you read Savage Dragon. Fuck you guys. What's your phone number? <laughs> I'm just saying right now, it's just like, it's fucked up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty pissed, actually. I like it. Like going on those Instagrams of like the guys who collect all the marbles, they have home laid out. Yeah. You want to kill like, them? Fuck you guys. Like so, I'm, I can't look at it. It gives me anxiety. So your next John is going to be a vintage Marvel shirt if you can find one for a good price. Well, now I'm on the rollerblading shirts. As you see, okay. this rollerblading. I mean, this shit's fire. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna reverse this shirt. Yeah, please do. <laughs> this is just for us because we're not gonna put the video out. So we appreciate it. Oh wow, <laughs> that is gnarly. Um, and then I bought I bought a Mossimo shirt recently. That oh was, shit, dude, Mossimo shirt. That That's good. Mossimo put one of the characters on him. That was sick. Yeah. I bought a lot of vintage paintball gear. Like a lot of like, there's this company, Renegade Gear. I bought like a $200 Renegade, Renegade, Renegade set. Um, so what's next, John? What you got your eye yeah, on? So what's next? Shit. Just more Probably vintage? More, some more. Yeah, I only buy vintage, honestly. Makes sense. Uh, right. I mean, you own a fucking gigantic. Oh, I want to buy another pair of Ben Davis Gorilla Fits. Mm. That's big old jeans. Hour. Yeah, the big old pants. Big old jeans. Big old pants. Some, right, Kyle, some blue you're, collar you're, stolen valor. That's yeah, nice. Okay, Kyle, you're you're clearly a, a taste god, right? Um, so we, what we want to do? We want to play fuck with not fuck with. Working title. Still working on the title here. Uh, we're gonna throw some categories at you real quick. You tell us what in those categories you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with. First up, we haven't really talked about sneakers. You know, we we talked about the the brain dead clogs you got on. You guys uh, got the Converse collab. You got the Reebok collab. Um, the video for the Reebok collab, by the way, gas. What sneakers are you currently fucking with? Um, honestly, the companies that we talked about, like I love fucking Reeboks. Those dime Reeboks were great. But like Sean Kemp's, because I, I we're actually talking about doing the Sean Kemp, and then like someone's doing it. I'm like, cool. Whoever's doing it, that's fire. Um, Sean Kemp. The Sean Kemp dime collab is one of my favorites. Ever. Oh, Vince, shout out dime. Yeah, great collab. I got and a pair. Then, um. I love, Re- I mean, I love Reebok. I love Asics. Mm. We're going to do an Asics next year, FYI. Is that, a, is that, is that break, breaking news? Oh, 
Breaking news. Breaking news. What do you think of uh, uh, what Kiko is like coming in house and like basically kind of, you know, yeah, doing Kiko's his thing? You love that? Kiko's the homie. We talk a lot. I mean, he's the homie for sure. So, yeah. He fucks with Brain Dead. Yeah. He's the dude. Sick. Yeah. He doesn't Kiko's fuck with Brain Dead at this point. And Kiko strikes me as like a very like, um, you know, galaxy brain, like not that he's like a super high fashion guy, but like, that's cool to know that no, he like super brain dead. I mean, we just, yeah, we're just homies. Cause yeah, we just like trolling. I mean, Michael Culpeman and him were really close or are really close. And we met through that and we just like kicked it off. So we're really close. Are there any sinkers you're currently not fucking with? Like maybe something yeah. that's like way too overhyped or you just don't get the hype around Air, all birds. I hate all birds. Yes. <laughs> as a yes, man, brother, bro. Are you going to cop the Jeff Staple Allbirds? <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, the thing about Allbirds, it just looks like you, you, know, you just know what that looks like. You just know what, you know, they're listening to like OAR. Those the algorithm not, designed that sneaker. They're, and they're not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Me and Lawrence had to wear a pair each for a week. They are not comfortable. We didn't have to. We decided to for our patrons. And they are, you have, the sizing is all fucked up. They suck. Yeah, it's the perfect That's sneaker. Horrible, that is the ugliest shoe in the game. I'm going to Absolutely. Yeah. What? What? Do you have a Mount Rushmore? Do you have a Mount Rushmore sneakers? Just top four all time unranked. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I could. I'm gonna Rough try. Right, I'm gonna probably like fuck this up, but Oakley Flesh. The <laughs> are those Oakley the slip-ons? Shoe, the sneakers are great. Yeah, all the sneakers are great from Oakley. Like, it's like the moccasin, right? You're talking about is that that one? No, I mean they have a slip-on one. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it looks like the water shoe. That's like one of the best shoes ever made, in my opinion. I had a pair in seventh grade. Nike Moab. Mm. Loving Moab. Great. I think actually the Charles Barkley Nike is one of my favorite shoes I've ever. Um, okay. And then I really am into, um, I, I, I hate giving Nike all those, but yeah, those are fire. Um, I'm, I mean, I think the Reebok fucking, uh, I mean, it's not really a sneaker, but I think the beatnik is insane. I think mm. that's like the most fire shoe. You have to that's having like had, a whole moment. Yeah. Well, how love, stoked were you? How stoked were you to do your own? It's insane, dude. That was like one of my favorite shoes I've ever made. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the pump, shit, the pump, dude. I mean, pumps are hard to sell. I'll tell you that much. That didn't, didn't sell out for us. But I think the people who fuck with it, they look sick. And they're just so futuristic. I don't know why people are so scared of it. It's like, everyone's down for this. But I don't think it's like, like, if we like spent a lot more time marking, like, oh, the pump's fire, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, just really push it. Maybe it could be you really cool. People. People. I think people maybe like people see it. Obviously, there's nostalgia, but maybe it's too much of like a novelty, ironic thing to people because of like, I love like a toy it. built into the oh, shoe. Cool. It's cool. But yeah. What about, yeah, uh, what about, I, what about music, Kyle? What music are you currently fucking with? Obviously, you own thousands and you're like, you're like a yeah, galaxy brain with music. But like, if you had to put on just a few people, who's it going to be? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me just look at the Spotify playlist to be very upfront. Besides right? three eleven, Limp Bizkit, Corn. Um, you know what? Okay. So I'm really upset with this band Mind Force. That was like my top music of the year. They're on Triple B Records, Jeff, and they're anyway. an amazing hardcore mixed metal band, which is fire. The new Mr. Bungle record was insane. It was like a demo tape they made in the 80s. It was the first record ever. But they put Dave Lombardo on it and the guy from Anthrax. That was fire. Um, Helvetia or Hel- Helvetia. Helvetia. It's the dudes from Fun. Duster. And um, they did this cover of Hybrid Moments by uh, Misfits, which is like my favorite song of the year. And um, I didn't realize it was the guys from Duster, which is one of my favorite bands. But I like it even more than Duster. If all right. Wow. Um, and then I, I mean, Mount Kimby's like one of my favorite bands of all time, and I roll with them all the time. But 
I've been hearing tracks that he's been working on and it's just like incredible. Like the next record's going to blow you away. So that's insane. What about music? Um, uh, what about music you're not fucking with? Yeah. Like the new Taylor Swift. With, oh. you, you fucking with the new Taylor Swift record today? Yeah. I haven't Swift heard thing? it. I mean, what's not, what am I not fucking with? Um, any song that goes, oh, 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 like a Jim Bean commercial, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, come on down. It's like something like, yeah. like, 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 like Jim's Harbin whiskey. Yeah. Oh, down, 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 down. You know what I'm saying? We're all okay. in this together. That Thanks, truck commercial. Like, you know the about? angels like, so like, share. Yeah, of course. Chase the rabbit. It's like only like alcohol commercials like have is like boom, hard seltzer or like I don't know mate that like weird like like post like Lumineers but like tougher because they grew a beard kind of music like right. hey like, like, oh hey uh, like, I believe the genre is Etsy wedding music like anything that yeah. you hear at a no it's like Etsy it's like Etsy bachelor wedding. party I definitely cannot <laughs> yeah. fuck that shit at all like zero <laughs> percent okay that was the most specific not fuck with we've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, for real, dude. Let's move into like somebody doesn't like. Let's move into the final fuck with not fuck with topic: film and TV. I know this yeah. is you could go on for hours and hours and hours. Bro, Maybe just give 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 the heads level. a few options to fucking binge. I'm just watch gonna say it right now: the best shit on TV right now is Alien Worlds, which is insane. oh yeah, that Netflix show is insane. Are um, you into aliens and shit? Like, what do you think about the the? Okay, so that shit was. Po- I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, which you don't, motherfucker, I do. Um, yeah, but you didn't. I'm, I'm roll off ancient aliens. This is like, but that's my fucking. That's my porn, bro. Like, I would have paid a hundred dollars, like, to jerk off to fucking it. jerk off all day to fucking ancient aliens for sure. Ancient aliens, shit. But like, you believe it, that they like built the pyramids and shit. Like, is there part of you that actually believes it, or it's just all entertainment from a? Well, I mean, standpoint? the thing about that's crazy is like it's like super funny and like people like talk shit on it, but then all the shit's coming true. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, you, I mean, see, like, New York the, guy, guy, the new Israeli fucking yeah. dude. The, the Intergalactic Force. Federation, baby. Yeah, and Tom, the- Tom DeLong, DeLong from Blink-182. Yeah. Of the foremost fire, astronomer alive. Bob Lazar's fire, I bought a little print from him, which is cool because like, when you bought it, you could have it signed or not signed. I'm like, why would you not get this signed? Like, that's like saying, hey, like, you know, do you want this food or I can take a shit in it? Like, which one do you want? <laughs> okay, that's a fair comparison. One is that or I just don't give you any food. Or you're like, you starve. So Ancient but, um, Aliens is your number one shit of all time, for no, sure. No, the best part about the show is they changed the fucking title credit scene where it's like, you know, it used to be like, they say that Ancient Aliens existed. Now they're like, Ancient Aliens exist. And there's this part <laughs> at the end of it where it's like, like, we are not alone. We were never alone. Like, it is like so like, like matter of fact, like we right. are not alone. They're laying it on Never pretty thick as if it's actual science. It's science. Confidence. Facts now, bro. Like they're just like, Facts. I mean, post Trump world, people right. just say whatever the fuck they want, dude. That's so it's just fair. like, yeah, you're not alone. We've never, this is the only podcast that matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I get that. I get that. You know, fucking Lawrence. speak your truth. Right. I mean, what, what else are you watching Kyle? Movies, TV, um, dreaming. Damn, I mean, I love Fargo. Fargo is really good. That fucking. Do you like shit. the new season? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I like three and one and two better. Right. But I'm down. I'm down. Okay. I think uh, I think people for the most part were disappointed. Yo, you know what's funny? I my my girl's been watching the new girl. I never watched it. 
But that show's fucking funny, dude. New Girl, the comedy. That's funny, dude. Yeah, for Fox fucking comedy, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. Schmitty. Shout out the boys. Who's that girl? What are you not fucking with? That's maybe like uh, everyone. Like, do you fuck with The Crown or Queen's Game? Oh, Euphoria. I don't need to watch Euphoria, bro. You don't want to see teenagers doing drugs and having sex? Yeah, it's like they're teens, bro. Why am I like watching this shit, bro? Like, you know, like I'm like embarrassed to be like at school dance to be a chaperone, seeing people like dry hump each other with like little baby boners. On, like, <laughs> a short skirt, like looking at a girl in a short skirt in middle school, like I should be arrested. Like, right. why would I watch movies about me watching, like, because you're if you're die a fuck some dude? I don't even know. If what you're if you're a pervert, if you're a pervert. Then you yeah, enjoy it. If you're yeah, fucking Drake is an executive producer, he's known to uh love known pervert very, champagne yeah, known pervert. No. Pervs, Millie dude. Bobby Brown's homie. They're all pervs, bro. Um, <laughs> I no, I mean I'm down. I mean just the alien documentary shit, bro. Like that's all that matters. That's all it is. I'm all a right, YouTube man. guy now. I'm a YouTube dude. You're watching paintball films, just like studying right. game. I'm tape. watching. No, I'm watching. I'm watching ride design and like updates on different attractions happening in orlando so like the velocicoaster at disney world at sorry velocicoaster at orlando's um universal studios great adventure is opening up soon so i'm watching videos of that opening and then i'm also watching the opening of um a few other rides i have my eyes on um, so you're, you're just kind of you're just keep, you're keeping your eye on the ride game so that when it's when when Quar is officially over, like you're gonna know exactly what your your hit list is gonna be. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like you know mechanics, guys. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Okay. Before we kick you the fuck out of here and get into the bonus content, only available on Patreon.com/slash/ThrownFits. Uh, Lawrence and I, we're fans of the brand. We're fans of the man. We're fans of of this entire episode. Um, that being said, we do want to offer up some constructive criticism that we think can really help you take brain dead and Kyle Ng, the, the human to the next level, right? You're obviously already operating on a Stoke level 4,000. We want to see you kick it up to five or six. All right. So take it or leave it. Um, first point of constructive criticism, I'll start, you know, we, we, we share a love of rock climbing. Um, how about, you know, Supreme has their inline, they, they have their skate team. They have their inline skate team, which is just you. Yeah. Just you. Why doesn't Brain Dead fire up a climbing team and enlist Lawrence, who's a new convert, and myself mm-hmm. to co-captain that motherfucker? Yeah, we're available. I'm down. Count me Sick. in. We're pretty cheap right. too. I mean, we only need like a hundred thousand dollars a year each. Yeah, it should be yeah. easy. I mean, two fifty, so you can live comfortably. Okay, oh, yeah. thanks, All man. Right. We appreciate thanks. that. Um, okay, next piece of constructive criticism. Well, we are talking to you uh, live from the Brain Dead Movie Theater, which is going to be this cultural hub that we've talked about extensively. Uh, and as far as the programming and, and the slate that you're putting together, um, what about live motherfucking podcasts, bro? Book us to do a live Come out here, fucking baby. pod. At Come the out theater. here. We're Hell ready yeah. for you guys. What's capacity? What's capacity? Right now? Zero. Million? No, no, just but like when, oh. it, when it's at full capacity. 164. We could do that. That's our sweet spot. All right. Yeah. Cool. That's All right, it. Done. Um, Kyle, we talked about uh, a brand that, again, I always think was way ahead of its time, and I still have holding near and dear to my heart. I have three pieces. Um, green climbing pants, a burgundy Bordeaux like barn coat, and a pullover uh revive axis folk technology bro it's time the world's ready the world's Dude, ready that will not happen but <laughs> <laughs> Dead is doing more climbing stuff let's just say that and more Let's weird go Let's perfect 
And knowing that brain that is about to do more climbing stuff, uh, I would be remiss not to mention, Kyle, that my brain dead friends and family discount code, which gets me stuff for free, but I still have to pay for the shipping. It doesn't Wait, work why? anymore. So I'm going to need. <laughs> why were you paying for? Sh- we, we got that fixed. Okay, cool. I just, you know, just throwing it out there. Awesome. Thanks, bud. Got you, bro. Hell yeah. All right, Kyle, thank you for coming on to the only podcast that matters. Where can the kids follow you? Plug your shit. What do you want to say to the people? Go off, King. Um, you can find me at We Are Brain Dead, and you can find me at Farm Tactics. Twitter? Instagram, Instagram only, bro. TikTok? Nice. Okay, interesting. Yeah, um, TikTok? No. I got to get on the TikTok shit, bro. Yo, uh, hire the Throwing Fits Creative uh, Consulting Agency for you know all, all your TikTok needs. Throwing all right. Fits Creative Agency, LLC. Kyle, thank you for coming on to Throwing Thanks, Fits, bro. the only podcast. Thank you, matters. guys. Jeff. Slap that motherfucking outro music, baby. Now did you see me? I killed a man. They all stayed down, but he chose to stand and go. Who did it hit you deep? To watch his mind see. Across the pavement beat down the slabs that meet. Each and every single one of your feet. You whoever know the limitations of a clone They kept me on my throne The sealed space of time Call a little trace of slime It's not here to appear for the tears The mere hatred that flows through the years The silent calm was violent charm Held in the depths of a tyrant's bomb Expect the eye to lay by his side And bear with the sight of just an upper man's mind I must mistake the high Cool these breaks, these stakes will lie I was not born to be taught Born to be exposed in a storm and held warm In the high heat of mother Sat by the feet of your lover Beat down the seed one another I dug through these graves to uncover A pile of bones mixed with violent tones Forced through the earth with these silent drones I'll see through time evading the mind I'll breathe in time and on the guy's side